Yep, I think we're live now. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 54 of Menace and the Man. Menace and the Man, episode 54, Stan? Yep. How are you tonight, Dennis? Pretty good. How are you doing, Stan? Uh, I'm alive. I'm here. We're live right now? We are live right now. Uh, let's do this thing. We're drinking Coronas, Bud Lights, and G Fuel tonight. We're getting yep. real fucked up. Yep. Wild. We're wild. It's Monday night. Usually we record on Tuesdays, but Menace got some football games this weekend. Yep. How's Maddox doing? Um, pretty good. Has he figured it out yet, or is he still just like... I still got a little bit of work to do, you know? He's still just Wild West in it? Yeah, but he likes it. That's all that matters, as long as he's having fun. Yeah. What? How old were you when you started playing football? Um, I played... I lived with my mom in Pennsylvania, and I played on the Midgets, I think. Like the Midgets team. On oh, the Midgets? That was like the cl- – no, no, maybe I was Ponies. Um, I didn't play football that young. I didn't play until like middle school. Yeah. Well, no, I was in fourth grade. Well, middle school's sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, fourth grade I was – I was the center. Or I was a the middle linebacker and the running back. Okay. Yeah. How were you as a linebacker? I was the fast kid on the team, and I'd fucking run. So in. you were like a linebacker slash cornerback. Like you were probably catching. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would run into anybody and fucking. Yeah, that's funny. As hard as I can. So, did you watch this BMF fight this weekend? I did. What'd you think of it? Um. Like, what did you think of the stoppage? Like, I know we touched on it yeah. a little bit yesterday in a private conversation. Yeah. Um. I mean, there was no blood in his eyes. Yeah. Yes, the gash was big. It was fucking pretty serious. Probably would have gotten, like, a little bit more, bit, you know, larger. But, like... Even if it would have got bigger, then it would have been really bad. It, I mean, it was still bad, but the thing is, like, the doctor asked him, can you see? He was like, yeah, I could see. I'm good. And then he even said in the post fight, he said, the doctor walked away and I thought the fight was fine about to happen. And then the doctor waved it off. And then even Dan Rugliata like double checked with the referee. Like he yeah. was like, no, nah, I don't want to call this fight. And then the referee was like, no. Nah, yeah. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that. Like when things are high stakes, they don't like give you like a little bit like. But then sometimes well, you see even it's the baddest motherfucker belt and they're right. going to stop it on a cut. You know yeah. what I mean? Both of those guys wanted the other guy flatlined. Yeah. They probably would have been like five rounds. Can we throw a six round on there? You yeah. know, we'll take yeah. it. We'll go again. You know what I mean? That's what the vast motherfucker belt should be like yeah. seven rounds. Yeah. But you know what it is? They need to fight. They need to have that fight in like fucking overseas because in the United States, that's why with like the PFL, they do the two rounds and the three rounds by the athletic commission. The most rounds they'll let you fight is five. That's like the. the oh, in one night. In one night. Yeah, that's like the athletic commission rule. So they should rebook that thing in like fucking Singapore and just be like, you two are going to have an old school throwback fight. No rounds even. You guys are just going to fight till someone gets finished. Wow. That's the baddest motherfucker belt. That's or, what they need to do. Or a one 15-minute round. Yeah. Nonstop. But one 15-minute round, and then what happens if they go to the 15? Judge a decision or an yeah. overtime? Yeah, decision. Okay, okay. Who won? Mm-hmm. But yeah, what do you think of the actual fight past the cut? I'm like... At first, I was like, oh, that sucks just because I saw Nate say I'm good. 
But then well, when Nate, I, Nate came out like he does. He was aggressive, front kicks, pushing the pressure. And Masvidal was on the skates, kind of feeling him out a little bit, bang, bang. And then Nate was throwing, landing a little bit. And then, then Masvidal hit, like, one, like, little combo. Elbow. And he was like, okay. Hit him with the elbow. And that elbow is what reopened that whole thing. I thought what cut him is, like, because Nate dipped down. Well, and he kicked him. Well, you see it on the replay. It was the elbow that, like, apparently bashed him open because that's what he hit him right there with. Then he hit him with a punch, and then Nate started, like, retreating and, like, bent down. Then he hit him with a face, like, kick right to the face. Because then I was like, oh, damn. And, he, like, after that, from that point on, I was like, this is... Not going from good. Th- no, from that point on, I was like, Masvidal's crushing him. Yeah. Like, there was no point from that point on where I felt like, all right, Nate, you're getting some momentum in your in your... Behind your caboose there. Yeah. Oh, and Masvidal was pissed at, like, people saying, oh, no, he, Nate was coming on or Masvidal was going to gas. You know what I mean? Masvidal mm-hmm. was like, I don't fucking – I wasn't gassing in this fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, me and you said, like, yeah, he slowed down, like, a little bit in the third, but, like – Nothing uh, happened. Enough to win – like, to win the round. Like, yeah. when I was sparring, when I was fighting, like, sometimes I'm tired. Like, all right, let me just do enough to keep winning. You know, I don't need to, like, pour it on this guy and, you know, exhaust myself. It's crazy. Yeah. Especially when you're, you know, it might be five rounds. You know? Yeah. And I think, like, Masvidal, a guy with that much experience, and I've seen, like, I was talking about, like, even the Ayaquinta fight or some of those fights where he's lost split decisions. It's because he, like, pulled his foot mm. off the gas a little bit, you know what I mean? And started coasting yeah. as opposed to keeping the pressure up. Right, I agree. That was a different Masvidal in that third round. He was still putting it on Diaz. Like, I saw people even saying, like, I thought Nate won the third round. No fucking chance. Well, that might be the difference uh, for him being at 155 versus oh, yeah. 70. Yeah, like, how'd your cardio feel when you went up to 55? Same. <laughs> yeah, like, you just, you just always have cardio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you never had a gassing problem. You were always the guy who thrived in the third round. Yeah, yeah. If anything, you had it just getting punched in the face early in the fight problem. Fortunately. Yeah. But then you turn it on. Well, everyone's really strong. Yeah. Well, you always fought fucking studs. Yeah. One of the funniest things when I watched back that other episode was, um, I know we were just talking about the word. Obviously, it's a word you shouldn't say is retard. But when you were like, you know, your boy, your boy, who, who's my boy? That retarded guy, you know? Yeah. But then even Masvidal went like hard with that. Like fucking, he threw that word out all weekend talking about everybody. Everybody. It's an old school, like, if you were born in the 80s, that's what you say to people when you fucking yeah. think they're being, like, stupid or, like, you know? <laughs> Bro. Like, it's not, I don't know, like. Well, ah. e- even that, like, uh, the what person he was speaking in reference to, he was talking about Conor McGregor. Right. So, like, um, how small do you think Conor is compared to Jorge? Have you ever met Jorge or been around him? Mm-hmm. He's a lot bigger than Conor. He he they not, have not too crazy. Yeah, like I figured like we were talking about last week. If they both fought at fifty five, then it's a logical fight. You know? Especially yeah. if they're both claiming to be the baddest motherfucker. Yeah. It's a logical fight. But I think they should fucking make that fight. Like what do you think? Why not at seventy? Yeah. Make it catch weight at sixty five for the baddest motherfucker about Why not seventy? Or at seventy. I feel like even with the baddest motherfucker about you could do whatever you want. Yeah. You could have a catch weight at one sixty eight. There's yeah. no, it's not a real weight class, you know what I mean? Yeah. If Masvidal, if they're going to pay Masvidal $2 million or a couple million dollars, and they're like, yo, you want to fight fucking... Yo, you know how in jiu-jitsu there's like... Um, like Absolute? You w- yes. Yeah. The best, There should be two bad motherfucker belts in the UFC. 
and one yeah. of them, one of them should. I think one of them should be like one sixty five. No, maybe that three, weight. maybe three. Yeah. So from like one twenty five to one forty five, one fifty five to one eighty five. Yeah. So now did you watch even um you didn't watch Darren Tilbrus Kelvin at all, right? Um, I saw some highlights. All right, like that fight was good, but like uh, a little lackluster. But then even after the fight, in the post fight, they were talking to Darren Till about like 185. He's like, "Yeah, I'll fight Adesanya." Then they were like, "You owe Romero." He was like, "Fuck no." He's like, "Fuck that guy. I want nothing to do with that guy. I'm good on that one." Wow. Yeah. And then Adesanya said today, and like in some interviews, he was like, "Why would you be ducking that guy?" Like Adesanya trying to fight you, owe Romero. Right. I did yeah. see that for title fight, right? Apparently, Polo Costa had like shoulder surgery or some shit, so he's out for a minute. And what's his name wants to fight in February, April? Who's what's his face? Well, February, March, whatever. Um, Adesanya. Oh. So he's ready to like get in there. So he fucking is calling out Yoel. But like, I actually saw this one thing. Like, apparently, people, if you fight Yoel Romero or Robbie Lawler, you have a shitty record after that. Wow. Like it's a that yeah. people pulled up like statistics of it. Like people fought like Robbie Lawler or like two and five, five and five. Like they don't they're not the same fighter after they fight Robbie Lawler. Wow. I could see it though too. And they Yoel Romero, they say fucking ruins people. Like they say he ruined fucking Weidman. They okay. say he ruined Rockhold. They say he ruined fucking Robert Whitaker. We haven't seen Robert Whitaker fight again yet. Right. But who knows, you know? I mean those are some top guys that you could look back and go, yeah, I guess he has. Well, he's a fucking beast. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to say he's on something, but. Did anybody ruin me? No, because you won. You were able to come back and get a dub. You know what I mean? It was like these other guys, like, almost, like, completely changed. And you never got, like, uh, like, Korean Zombie didn't flatline you. You know what I mean? You jumped right up. Right. Jeremy Stevens, you after that fight, you came back and fucking won fights after that. Uh-huh. So you mean like changes them, meaning like they can't win? Anymore? They can't win. Their chin's gone. Changes their fighting style. Oh. Yeah. I'll have to get the thing up. Because had, had Oh, Weidman hasn't won since. Beat Gastelum. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. I thought that was after. Yeah. But then even people, you know, like, and even that, like Gastelum is killing it at 185. He's doing good. He's hanging with some of the top guys. It but just I, seems like he can't. I think he was always a welterweight, though, too. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't cut weight the right way, I guess, or whatever. He might be. I would, I would like to hang out with him for, like, two weeks and just see what his eating habits are, see, like. Maybe he's a 75-er if they make that weight class, but he apparently struggles. Like, does he do Does he do any, like, long distance on the cardio on the on the treadmill or the bike to try and burn fat? Yeah. I, does, you know I mean, what's – does he even strength train, you know, like – I would like to see those things. So you, you didn't see... He's eating cookies when he goes to bed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like that might be kind of the the case. But does he still live with his mom? No. I, he's young. He's like 25, 26. How old is he now? I don't... Pretty young. I remember you told that me that story one time. Like, when you found out how old he was, you were like, wait, what? Yeah. I thought he was like my age, and he was like 24. Bro, you know who his doppelganger is? No. Not in that picture, but uh, Randy... From the UFC, the social media guy that you know. Oh yeah, bro- I think so. They're brothers. No, nah, he, he's twenty eight now. Okay. So when you when you that, that was, was four years ago. Yeah. I guess when I fought in New ago. Mexico. Mad long ago. 
But I guess, yeah, he was 24 back then. But Luke got defeated by Thompson. Luke was working the calf kicks early, but then Thompson. He got away from it. Yeah, Thompson just put it on him. They got fight of the night as well. Did they get fight of the night? Yep. Uh, Derek Lewis versus Blago Ivana was just a competitive back and forth fight, kind of like a boring heavyweight fight, mm. but like just slugging it out. Derek Lewis. It's crazy. Derek Lewis either knocks the guy out. Derek Lewis almost knocked him out. He had him wobbled a few times. Gets knocked out. Does Derek Lewis get knocked out? Um, because I'm trying to think if I ever saw him lose a decision. Who, Derek Lewis? Yeah. Yeah, he's lost decisions. I think he lost to. Or no, he didn't. He beat a Francis Ngannou in like the most boring fight ever. I think that's what happened with that one. Oh, yeah. Where they just looked at each yeah. other for 15 minutes. That was awful. Yeah. But he beat Blagoy. I picked against him in this fight because I thought Blagoy was going to take him down. So, like, you ever see – I saw a meme out there. You ever see, like, when a fight goes to the ground and fight fans are like, oh, this grappling shit yeah. is boring. Just stand up. It was as if someone just yelled to Derek Lewis, just stand up. Whenever he wanted to get up, he just, like, would go – and then just fucking explode out of side control. Like three times in the fight, Blagoy had him in side control, and Derek Lewis just exploded to his feet. Was yeah. like, all right, I'm done. I'm done hanging out here. Yeah, he's lost three decisions. But yeah, he usually knocks you out, or he got TKO'd by Dos Santos, choked out by Cormier, TKO'd by Hunt. But um, who's decisioned him? He's like probably in the beginning, Tony Johnson and Sean Jordan. Was he in the UFC then? No, those are pre-UFC. Yeah. So yeah, in the UFC, he's just been finished, TKO or, but he's back in the mix against with a win against Blagoy, and then the other main main fight You're sucks. Called, dude. Am I? Yeah. The other main fight sucks. It was uh, Gregor getting KO'd by Kevin Lee. Oof. People were trying to throw us shade, and just you know how people like to highlight when people get knocked out and make it like, oh no, I knew that was gonna happen. No, you didn't. Yeah. Kevin Lee has no knockouts in his career. He has TKO victories. Like I know, I know Kevin Lee possesses power. Like he's a big, strong guy, but just like yeah, he's a fucking beast. He's more of like a wrestle fuck. You get you tired. Can overwhelm you with some shots. Yeah, he has no one hit KOs. I tell you what, when I saw that Greg was fighting Kevin Lee, I'm like, all right, this is a dope fight, whatever. Then when I saw that Kevin Lee was training at um, Mm -hmm. TriStar, I was like, I mean, I'm not in love. Yeah. With that idea for Gregor, just because I've worked with uh, Faraz, like legit at Henzo Gracie's for 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, damn. Like, yeah, pretty much the things that you got some fucking like real legit science to the why and when and where you do things like he's in that very analytical coach. Like yeah. he, he sends his guys in with a game plan. They train this game plan. Yeah. Like it's not like this is what you should do, but you're going to impose your shit. You know? I Yeah. Kevin I, Lee was low stance and working his jail. Right. I okay. Awesome. Oh, and the one thing that Gregor didn't do that Gregor does phenomenally, and when he does it to you, it's a nightmare, is level changes of the feints where you are guessing if he's even gonna come or not. Yeah. He didn't do that. Yeah. Every he, time he came forward, he threw. And it was just like, okay. And Kevin Lee was just putting that jab out, and he has longer arms, so Gregor would get hit, but Gregor would get a hit, but get hit. Yeah, I feel like Gregor was even having success on the feet. So he was like, all right, I think I'm good here. I don't need to, you know. He definitely felt something that he wasn't shooting takedowns and getting stuffed. 
He just well, he shot like one like low single from a distance, and I was like, I felt like that one was more just putting it out there. Like he tried, but Kevin Lee immediately pulled back, so Gregor yeah. wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna keep yeah, going right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna just fall out on this one. Take it easy, Lenny. What are you falling out on? What am I falling out on? You say you're gonna fall out on? No, I was saying Gregor like didn't keep going for that. He just fell oh, out of it and was like, all right, I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not going to press this one and, too hard. And, you know, hard. he landed his own hands, too, so. Bro, like, even right before he got KO'd, he landed, like, the flushest, what looked like the flushest left hook. And then Kevin Lee even mentioned it afterward. He was like, oh, no, he caught me nice. Yeah. And today, Kevin Lee's face was fucked up. Yeah. And then he said, he's like, he caught me nice where normally I probably would have, like, jumped back and readjusted my game plan. Yeah. But this time, I just stepped in and fucking threw heat. And I, I really, I think Gregor wins that fight eight times out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Different different day, different game plan. Like, I think he went into that probably to wrestle him. And then once he started, like, fucking landing shots, he was like, no, I'm doing good here. I thought he was doing good. Like, he was supposed to get lose to Kevin Lee on the feet. Yeah. I don't know, because, I, I mean, Keith Trimble's his striking coach. And, like, I've had Keith as my striking coach. And, like, he does a great job as a striking coach. Where, like, sometimes I've gone to fights where I'm, too, I'm fucking stood up on the feet. Yeah. Fuck wrestling. I'm going to stand up and just fuck this dude up. Yeah. You know? When, you know, sometimes you got to stick with your... What got you there? Your bread and butter. Yeah, you, know? you got to stick with what got you there. And I'm sure that was the game plan eventually. He just yeah, got caught. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you didn't watch... Because what was it, like two minutes in? 247. Yeah. You didn't watch... Um, And, like, props to Kevin Lee. Like, people were saying, like, we totally won against him. We gave him his props. We knew that he was a yeah, talented fighter. Yeah, I thought it was it was definitely Gregor's we were going biggest off, test. We were going off even what Kevin Lee said. This is the dumbest fight I could have yeah, took. Yeah. Because it was, but fighting's rough. He got fight at night. Yeah, he it. got a bonus. Sometimes you get caught. But did you see um Johnny Walker versus Corey Anderson? Mm. Another case of someone getting caught. Like, you're going to tell me Corey Anderson, I'm a fan of Corey Anderson, but you're telling me he wins that fight on the feed every time they fight? I mean, maybe. Maybe he has his number type thing. Yeah, but. because hang on, because Johnny Walker does like crazy shit, and like, like we talked about before, on lesser people. Yeah, yeah, and Corey you know Anderson. What I'm Corey Anderson was his first step up. Yeah, and it wound up being he got caught and he got fucked up. It's almost like the opposite end of the spectrum. Like Gregor fought a step up, didn't go his way because he didn't wrestle. Yeah, Corey Anderson is a wrestler who like. Crushed Johnny Walker in the stand-up game, and Johnny Walker was taking a step up to Corey Anderson. You know, yeah, a little confusing, but you can see. Yeah, it was one of those. <laughs> it, it was one of those fights, oh. like where you just knew like something big was going to happen. Like people thought everyone was picking Johnny Walker by like highlight real KO. Like I know Bisping said he was like Johnny Walker is going to highlight Corey Anderson. This is going to be his coming out party. Mm. But it wound up being, I think it's Corey Anderson's first knockout. So him too. Like the, nobody is going to be like, I, I called Corey Anderson wrestle fucking him. Right. Nobody called Corey Anderson knocking him out. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, who did I actually pick in that fight? You picked Walker. But you didn't, did. Yeah, but you didn't say like, oh, it's going to be, you know, a spectacular knockout. You just picked Walker. So I guess if that's how he was going to win, that's how he wins. But and then you said you watched Blonde Fighters fight, right? No, I, was, I wasn't able to. I was working. She looked good, so it looks like she's going to be next for the title. The title. Lyman Good looked good. Julio Arce looked good. He lost a really competitive fight. Shane Burgos looked good. He had a little trouble in the first round, but then he fucking 
overcame it, wound up beating that dude up pretty good. What round did he get the TKO? Who, Burgos? Yeah, Burgos round. and Lyman, I believe, both were third round. And then that one dude, like, we almost should have... I forgot how good that dude was. We picked Tavares probably just because I think, you know, yeah, we're, we know mo- we're more familiar with yeah. him. But that dude, Edmund Shabazian. Yeah. Did you, you didn't? I did see the highlight Oh, of that. my God. Like, punched him in the game, like, really bad stanky legs. Yeah. And then he threw, like, one of those, put his left hand out, and then threw the left high kick behind mm. it and hit him right in the fucking face. So, tough one. Wild. Yeah, but it was a good weekend of fights. Watch this, Dan. Alexa, turn the living room purple. Oh, I actually figured that with this episode, you'd be able to show off your smart house. Alexa, turn the living room red. Now, do you know there's something like with red light? It's like good for good for the body. Oh, is it? Yeah, Infra- I gotta look infrared. At- no, not infrared, like red light. It like I think it like maybe increases like testosterone or something. It's like like good for like mood or something like that. All right, let's keep the red going and we'll try to get I don't think it's good for the show. No, we'll get random Marcos on and we'll tell her we put the red uh, we put the red light on. Okay. In honor of you. Yeah. Once I figure this out though. Alexa, turn the living room white. Oh, this bitch. What bitch? Alexa. Well, maybe she went for the Turn other one. Turn the living room white. Brah. Alexa, turn the living room white. <laughs> Alexa, turn the living room lights white. Hmm. Why is this bitch playing games with you? I don't know. I don't like it. Not a big fan. Yeah, it seems like she was doing that to you before, too. Uh, well, I said light, white. Maybe she was confusing white and light. Because sometimes I'm a gangster and I slur my words. Yep. Is that what you do? Yeah, man. Because you're a gangster, you yeah. do that? Yeah. Fucking thug. You know, at least I accept my flaws. Why? That's not a flaw, being a thug? No. Slurring my words. Oh, all right, all right. New y- Unique, unique New, New York. York. See, I fucked that one up. Did you? First, first try. Man, but Skype is really irritating me right now. What it be saying? It's just not letting me call up Brandon Marcos. It's wild. Yeah, like it's letting me put her in there. That's completely wild. Wild. Is it because live shouldn't be there at the start? Oh, that's why. Why? Because I was putting live there in the beginning. Let's see. That's wild. Is it? So how's the um the the clocks going back an hour affecting you? Um, not bad. Right. They affected my action this weekend. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Randa. Randa, what's up, girl? What's up? All right, you hear us? Yep, I can hear you. And you see both of us? Yep. All right, Stan the man, nice to meet you. You've met Dennis before, right? Yep, yep I met him. Welcome. How's it going, guys? It's going awesome. It's going a lot better now that we got you. Stan, she's married. 
I know. I was just. I wasn't saying anything like that. It's got a. It's got a thing for you. No, don't put me <laughs> under the bus like that. But yes, big fan. What's well, a compliment? What do you mean? Yes. Why don't you change the change the uh, lights red for her? All right. Alexa, turn the living room red. <laughs> See, we got some red well, lights going on for you in honor of all red everything. <laughs> So I remember I asking you. I remember asking you why you went with the color red. I think I remember you having like a uh, reasoning behind it. You want to tell, like? Well, like I felt like everyone was like trying to get out there, and like everyone was trying to like uh, everyone was getting naked for the gram, and everybody was like doing like you know sexy pictures and everything. And I'm not. I'm not all about that. You know, I want to be a fighter first and. But I also want to stand out, so I kind of like the red. It's just like it's it catches your eye, you know. When you look on Instagram, you just it just catches your eye and it helps you stand out. So I went with the red because of that. And then wasn't there something with blood? Like you want to bloody your opponents or something like that? Or I made that up. <laughs> Actually, I I constantly get cut. I mean, the last few fights I haven't got cut, but I constantly get cut. But uh, one of my fights after I dyed my hair red, I got cut, and you couldn't tell if it was my hair dripping or it was my blood, so it kind of helped me out. Wow, yeah. Oh, so there's some science behind the madness. And then also, was it Stitch? Who gave you your nickname? Yeah, Stitch. Stitch Duran. On The Ultimate Fighter, he like would walk by me and be like, you're the quiet storm, you're the quiet storm. I'm like, I like that. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> And that's awesome. That's like a uh, like an OG in the game, uh, for anybody to give you your nickname for it to be from Stitch. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like I felt being a nickname from him. Yeah. What Stitch? Where is he now? Is he in Bellator? Yeah. He's a cop man for the athletic commissions, but I think he got banned from the UFC for speaking out against the Reebok deal. Oof. Yeah, something like that. How's the Reebok tr deal treating you, Miranda? I'm, I have no complaints at all. I, I mean, I never really had much um, sponsors before Reebok and still don't have many sponsors now. So uh, I'm not complaining at all. I mean, it's the, it's the sponsors that we don't get paid from that, that kind of sucks. I mean, nobody talks about that. You know, like all those sponsors on the canvas, we don't get paid from those. But yeah. Reebok pays complain. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that even like for him for a while, they were putting the P3 on people's shorts. Yeah. And people weren't getting paid from it. They yeah. were just like hand you a pair of shorts with P3 on it. Yeah, I wonder what that's about. And then also, I always wondered what the guys that have the monster scratches on their shorts and hats, like, what are those guys getting paid? I know they're getting like a nice, healthy check of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, I always wonder if they're getting paid from, from Monster. That'd be cool to get what another sponsor. One million percent, and it's only like select fighters. Like they can have a shit record, but if they're like marketable, they're rocking monster. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what it's about being marketable now. It's not about like being great, but being marketable. Yeah. That's well, what I feel. In my I, opinion. I mean, in the social media day and age, I feel like all the women are kind of marketable. Like they all have a lot of the female fighters have bigger followings than the, the male fighters. Like, energy yeah. drinks should start throwing money at you girls. <laughs> well, I mean, let's talk about the sport as a whole, though. Yeah. You know, like, I, like not just girls or guys, but, like, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think, does Monster sponsor any girls? Probably Joanna. Amanda, Amanda Nunez, probably. Oh, so, like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like I see a lot more men sponsored by Monster and no women. 
I never noticed. I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll look into that, Randa. So, what's going on with you? Congrats on the um, victory over Ashley Yoder. Thank you. Yeah, it was uh, it was a tough fight. You know, I didn't expect her to be so awkward on the ground. You know, like I know there's a lot of girls out there that like they're awkward because they're double jointed or they're like flexible or whatever. And I'm not like that at all. I'm very like I'm not flexible at all actually. But to to go roll with somebody yeah. like I'm actually pretty flexible. Yeah, I was pretty flexible. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, once we hit the ground, it was, like, really awkward. Like, I didn't know, like, it was just awkward grappling her on the ground. And then after that, I was, like, after the first time, I'm like, I am not going to the ground with this girl. I got to stand back up, stay standing. Well, so what, it was a tough fight. What's your rank in jiu-jitsu? I'm a, I'm a purple belt, but I don't do gi. Like, I barely ever do gi. Yeah, just not a fan of you're a sandbag in purple belt. You're probably better than a purple belt, but technically you're a purple belt. Yeah, I just uh, I just got ranked at purple belt. I was a blue belt for a really long time. I just don't do gi, and I'm uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, I'm still a white belt one stripe. <laughs> yeah, but you're working. Not, you're working on your. Blue belt. What's that? He's not. Uh, gi, gi's not my thing. Yeah. I think yeah. I put one on like three times. Oh, yeah. And you, you advanced pretty quickly. Yeah, one ranks. stripe, yeah. Oh, there you go. But yeah, Ashley Yoder, she's a beast on the ground. I feel like that's where, not saying she's not good on the feet, but that's where her like specialty lies. Is she's better at like, you know, scrambling, taking girls' backs, things like that. Right. And was that at uh, 115 or was that at 125? 115, right? 15. 115, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, great fight. We actually called that fight for you. We said that we think you were going to grind her out a little bit. But I, I didn't want to pick in the fight, neither did Dennis. Like, we didn't want to pick a winner. But we said, like, Ashley can keep her distance and maybe, like, outpoint you. But more than likely, you were going to grind her out and just, like, march her down. And that's little, pretty much... A little more gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went in that fight. Like, I, you know, we, we get lost in the game. And we just focus on um, the point system and, like, you know you know, how many points you can win, but, like, I just go in that fight, like, I just want to hurt someone, like, yeah. we forget that, it's a fight, we gotta look at it like a street fight, like, you know, kill or be killed, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. kind of, like, I wanted to change my, my perspective and just go in there and just hurt somebody. Yeah. And it's funny you said, like, you know, we focus on the point system, but we don't even know what the fucking point system is! Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it's but insane. Did you watch, this, did you watch the fights this weekend? Uh, yes, I did. I, I watched the fights. It was awesome. Uh, I'm pretty disappointed with the main event, but you know, like looking back at it, I've been cut pretty bad before, and I continued in the. But like he was cut pretty bad, so after after uh, I was disappointed, I, I realized like yeah, that was a pretty bad cut, and I'd love to see that rematch. Yeah, but he cuts there all the time. Yeah, if that fight yeah. was in New Jersey or California or Vegas, that fight keeps going. Yeah. But because well, it was in yeah. New York and it's a little bit, they're a little bit less experienced. Yeah. So like I was saying uh, to you, um, who's the the heavyweight boxer that fought Tyson Fury? Tyson Fury. He had a gash very similar to deeper, a deeper, deeper and bigger gash. Yeah, yeah. Than Diaz's, but Diaz had a little one underneath too. But I mean, the main worry was one above his eye. Yeah. Um. But the the Fury fight went for twelve rounds. And he got cut in like the third round, I believe. Yeah. yeah he fought. 24 minutes after horrible long. And I think, and I've definitely seen like fights where Clay Guida was covered in blood from his forehead, like his whole face. 
Well, the fight continued, but like, you know, Diaz had a deep gash, but it wasn't like gushing blood. That's the whole reason why you stop a fight is for the blood getting in the eye. No, he was hanging pretty pretty far down, but um, it happened in the first round, and I don't know, it it looked pretty bad, but. Yeah, I don't understand how, like, some fights they let it go and some fights they continue. Yeah. But I guess it depends on the doctor, right? Yeah. Right. And New York is, like, the, like... Well, someone on the underground on, like, MMA.TV uh, posted, like, she's a ringside physician from the state of Florida, and she posted that she knew that doctor well and said that he's been in the game for a long time and that he's at every, like, athletic commission symposium. So, like, he's one of the most known... Like, he's deep into it. But, yeah, I think also at the same time... It's a bad motherfucker about. It's a bad motherfucker about, but also at the same time, he's sitting in meetings. He's not actually dealing with live fights. You know uh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I think they haven't seen cuts like that in MMA. And they also... Because boxing's been here for so long, they look at MMA like a little bit more of a violent sport, a little more damaging. You know it be funny if, like... If, like, they ask, like, like, all right, you pick, like, one person to call, like, if you're good at, like... A guy's wife's like, no, he's done. It's too deep. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a crazy thought. Just, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got, I got just, my lips split pretty bad before the UFC. It was like, literally like wide open. They didn't, they came up to me, they were going to stop it. I'm like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. They let me continue. That was, that was pretty bad. But it wasn't bleeding that much. It was just really, really like deep. So, I don't know. I, if I would have stopped, I would have been really upset. So I'm sure Nate was was really upset about that stoppage. Oh my God, Jorge was upset about the stoppage. Yeah. They both were, but even and the fans were fucking rowdy as they could possibly be. They were all screaming bullshit and whatnot. No, I mean if they stopped at the first round, I, then because I don't think it got worse from the first round to the third round. No, really. and even I think the rule is the cut. It can't affect the vision. So you could have a bad gash on the side of your right. head, and if it's going down, you know what I mean? Right. It's not affecting your vision. You're not taking more damage because of it. The fight can keep going. Yeah. They referee, they cleaned up the cut good. The referee asked Nate, like, are you good? Nate was like, yeah, I'm good. And then, like we were talking about before, Randall, like, the referee walked away, and Nate and Jorge both thought the fight was going to start again. And then the referee, like, went low-key and told Mergliad, like, nah, this thing's over. Yeah, yeah. And even, you know... Mergliad was like, oh, wait, wait, double check, yeah. it's over? And the referee, was, yeah. the uh, doctor was like, yeah. So. Yeah. And but, uh, I've been seeing a lot of posts that Dana White's like, nah, a second one's not going down. Yeah. Oh, I was hoping for a second one. I think it's the time issue. Like, I think he wants to put Jorge in. I mean, they say they're not going to do him versus Connor, but I think that's a thought or oh, possibly yeah. on the horizon. Or Jorge versus the winner of Colby and uh, Usman. Because let's say Colby wins that fight. That's one of the biggest fights in UFC history. Yeah. Yeah, just because they can sell. That's Tito Ortiz versus Chuck Liddell all over again. They can sell best friends that are not friends anymore that are going to now fight for a five-round title. Yeah. I think that's good I, I don't understand why uh, they're even talking about the Notorious coming in. <laughs> I, I don't think that should even be any talks right I, now. Money. I agree with you, but like... Money, yeah. Yeah. They're trying to... It's, it's, a, it's a popularity contest. Yeah. Not not like a true sport tournament style, like... Mm -hmm. You know? It's celebrity deathmatch. Yeah. The, the UFC is looking at it from a business aspect. I think, yeah, Connor should come back and fight 
a, a number 10, you know, like a guy lower than that. But he is also a former champion, so I guess that's always a card. Because he can come in, he can lose once a year for five years, but just keep being Connor and, like, he'll get these huge fights. Yeah. Oh, well, even if you look at his pay-per-view numbers and his following, that's why he can cut the line. Right. You know, he's got, like, fucking 30 million followers or some crazy So, Randa, like what do you need to do to get those numbers? To get those numbers? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe your eyebrows red, too? <laughs> I think if I go into a bar and I punch an old lady in the face, wow. maybe, maybe. Actually, no, I think you just go to jail. And yeah. you get cut from the UFC, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Connor's got some shit going on, too. He's got, like, sexual assault cases. That was, cases and shit. That was pretty crazy. That was pretty crazy. I don't know. I feel like, you know, he just does something crazy every once in a while and gets his name out there and then hides out and comes back, doesn't create something crazy. But, you know, his following is still strong and it's crazy. Yeah, anybody who ever drank and is Irish is like, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I went to St. Patrick's Day last year. Like, I'm with Connor. Yeah. Um, but, Rena, you, do you still, are you still working? No, no, I haven't been working in a while. I just fight full-time. Awesome, because I remember when me and you did that uh, uh, fan experience in Canada, you were working full-time as a pharmaceutical... Pharmacy tech, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing that for a while. I stopped doing that, and then they wanted me back for a bit. They needed some help, and I went back, and I was like, this is too much. It's like, it's like... My my main focus is not on fighting, and I didn't like that. So then I just stopped and just continued fighting. It's it's too much. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I thought that was insane that you were doing that. Um, yeah. and then you were traveling to like Michigan to get some training and stuff like that. Where are you training now? I'm still in. Uh, I'm at. I'm in Ann Arbor now. I'm at a different gym in Ann Arbor, a Muay Thai gym. I do my my jujitsu there too, and then I travel to like uh 45 minutes from here from my house in Canada and. Uh, do my conditioning and then I travel, you know, to do my wrestling. I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm yeah. constantly, and that's a big part of like me not being able to work and I'm not, I'm glad I don't have to work in it right now. I, I fight enough to not have to work, but um, yeah, it's too much and the traveling already is a lot. So yeah, I like to do this. Um, so have you ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm? No, I didn't. Oh, you never seen that show? It's with the guy Larry David, who was like George from Seinfeld. That's like the character he's based on. So on one of the episodes, he has like a, a funny episode, and it's always like a funny thing I bring up sometimes. Is a pharmacist a doctor? Um, I guess they're a doctor of medicine. So technically, like you are, you're not. You're, are you doctor, Randy Marcos? No, she was a tech. No, I'm a tech. I'm a tech. Oh, okay. But like the guy above you has his PhD, which. Technically, he's a doctor. Yeah, they're a doctor of medicine. Right. Oh, okay. I just wanted to double check. Why? Yeah. What do you? Go you were going somewhere like you? No, that was like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And then even I've had an argument with a pharmacist because she was telling me she was a doctor. I was like, "You're not a doctor. You're a pharmacist." But then if you actually look it up, it says like you can be. Right. Everyone's not, but you can be. Like I guess if you're the boss. Yeah. Well, if you have your PhD, yeah. you're. Con Hang on. You can have your PhD and not be. A doctor, you could be sitting on your couch, and you're still considered a doctor, no? Yeah. Yeah, once you finish medical school. Right. Yeah. But then even, like, on the Curb Your Enthusiasm, she hasn't never saw the episode or the show, but, like, he argues with his doctor about how the pharmacist told him he was taking the wrong medicine. Ah. Uh. And then the guy's like, I'm a doctor. But he's a pharmacist. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a doctor. And then he goes with the pharmacist's recommendation. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny. But went over both of your heads, I guess. Well, Sorry. we don't watch stupid shows like you, Stan. That's a great show. A lot of people think that's <laughs> Red, a great show. Red, do you watch a lot of TV? Uh, I watch a lot of Netflix. I watch a lot of um, documentaries of, like, you know, serial killers and stuff. I love oh, that stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you like <laughs> horror movies? Oh, I love horror movies. Okay. I don't like gory. I like horror. Like, uh, I'm, like, obsessed. Like, Supernatural or? Yeah, yeah. One thing I was speaking I on the last episode, did you see the new Child's Play? No, I didn't. Oh, it was such a piece of shit. Don't don't even waste your time. You haven't seen it yet, right? No. Yeah, it was horrible. Where could you watch it? Where is it right now? Is it on theaters? Is um, it, uh... I'm pretty sure it's on, like, demand and whatnot. Not okay. on Netflix, but it's definitely on demand. But don't waste your time. Like, I, w like would you suggest I watch it to see how bad it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if you if you're a Chucky fan, you're a fan of that whole '80s horror movie genre type deal. Because you know how they're doing makeups. Like, did you see Pet Cemetery, Randa? Uh, I watched the very the the old one. Yeah, you I watched some of the old one. You didn't. That see... stuff was. Good. Yeah, the new one was. Uh, I, thought, I thought the new one was good. Yeah. I didn't see that yet. I mean, it wasn't great, but I guess it was watchable. What about it? Have you seen the newer it it's? I didn't see the newer one. I've been busy. <laughs> I didn't see the newer one, but I did. I did see the first one. No, I liked I, it. I didn't. I didn't see it chapter two yet either. Well, she didn't. You saw the old one. You're saying no. She saw the old. She saw the original. She saw the newest it, like first one with the while they're kids. You haven't seen it yeah. chapter two when they're adults. No. Yeah, sames. I still want to see that too. Yeah, I haven't seen the new one yet, but I heard it was good. I watch all that like paranormal activity stuff. Uh, that stuff I love. <laughs> yeah, but if you saw the first one, right? You saw like the last one, right? Yeah. I mean, but still, like you'll be sitting like you'll be sitting there watching it, right? The movie ends. You're like, did I? Was that there before? Am I hearing shit? Like starts fuck with you, right? Yeah. I think the the one with the kid and the dog that one freaked me out because mm. I just got a puppy and the dog will just like my puppy will just like bark in the to the corner at night in the middle of the night I'm like what the hell is there like it yeah. just freaks you out yeah. so think so thinking about that paranormal stuff. Well, that is something they say like dogs have that receptor, right? They, yeah. They say dogs can like see dead people or like have like extra whatever. I guess something. Well, I would just like Creepy. to imagine that they're like. They have small brains and just don't know what the fuck's going on half the time. <laughs> but I, the one movie that used to fuck with me all the time after I watch it would be Final Destination. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah. fuck. Like, I'd better keep an eye on that cabinet. It could come off the hinges, fall down, hit the mirror. Fucking, you know, the window breaks weird and fucking slashes my neck. Right? Yeah. You're looking over and like, whoa, those horns on that fucking... Goat up there might fall off the wall and fucking stab me in the head. But then the first one was good, but then they overdid it. Yeah, I agree. And then it got like, oh, so that's a little. Yeah. But yeah, shit could happen. Yeah, but... I don't. Sequels always—they're never as good as the original. Yeah, I mean that's what's like all all movies, right? Yeah. So what is Randa Marcos doing when she's not training and when she's not watching serial killer documentaries? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm just. I'm just eating. I'm just enjoying life, <laughs> getting fat and sassy. <laughs> no, it's just relaxing. I don't really do much other than train and like I'll take a week off. Like 
I took a few days in, in Singapore and got to enjoy like all of Singapore, came back home and I'm going back to the gym tomorrow. So I don't take much time off. This is all I do, right? Is train and, and hang out at home. So you know, if I'm not doing that, I'm just bored. Yeah. What does your husband like to do? Um, he's busy as well. He, he owns his own business. He just works a lot. So, um, you know, I'll help him sometimes with his business, but yeah, we just, we just, um, yeah, we work a lot. All right. Let's give him a plug. What's his business. And like, no, I don't know. Irving, Irving glass, uh, Irving glass Windsor. So like- he does that. Uh, glass he does like glass showers glass railings he does all that like oh, wow. anything glass yeah it's pretty cool all right so that table behind you he made <laughs> yeah no actually i did that really you did you did you did install all these mirrors in my makeup room i got a nice makeup room down here he did that for me he actually did this tile as well so yeah it's Pretty cool having a handyman around. Now, hang on. Well, that's what I was going to say. If he's doing glass, he's probably pretty handy. Let me know if I'm crossing the line. Like, is your guy's room, like, wild? Like, (laughs) mirrors everywhere in your bedroom? Or he... he, Yeah, well, yeah, actually, we do have a wall of mirrors. Wow, in your room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But for getting, like, dressed. Yeah, of course. So that's, like, your little dojo for womanhood where you're in right now you have a little makeup room that's like something all women don't have yeah like our house had an extra room and like in the deep like we have a deep basement we have a regular basement and the main floor and i was like we were gonna use it as storage i'm like no this ain't gonna be storage this is gonna be my like walk-in closet makeup room area and yeah i got what i wanted (laughs) so does he have a man cave he's got the garage i guess I guess. Uh, I guess. Yeah, he keeps his car in there. Yeah. <laughs> for half the year. Is it? Is it? Is his garage heated up? No, not yet. Ooh. We're still working on that. We're doing. We. He does a lot of stuff himself, and like uh, we we. That's a lot of projects that we do are like home stuff. So um, yeah, one thing at a time. We got flooded the first year we were in this house, so we had to like redo everything. So it's uh it's taking a slower process, but. Yeah, we love doing that kind of stuff. We just got like a second home and like redid it all ourselves and rented it out. Uh, that's the, I guess that's what we do for fun. So now Ann Arbor is where? Ann Arbor is in, in Michigan. It's about like after I cross the border to Michigan, it's like 45 minutes out. And uh, the gym is called uh, Final Round MMA. Oh, so you're not, pretty- you're not in Canada anymore. Oh, I'm in Canada. I just cross the border all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're really close to the border, probably like twenty minutes from my house. And that's like Michigan, though. Michigan has like right across the water is Canada in Michigan, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's cold year round. You're dealing with the snow yet, or? Not yet, but it's getting pretty cold. We've got some like icy mornings, but not yet. Oh, I was about it to is... go there. It's, it's fifty-five degrees here right now in New York. What what's the temperature there? I think it's about uh, thirty degrees Fahrenheit right now, so it's that's, not it's not cold. This is our this is our fall, yeah. No, it gets pretty bad. Oh yeah, I'm, it I, gets in the negatives a lot. So I hate the cold. Can't yeah. deal with the cold. Not yeah, I just came from Singapore and I was like tanning literally a few days ago in the in a lazy river, and now I'm freezing cold here. Oh, and even that. Was that your first time going to Singapore? 
Yeah, it was really nice. It was different. I didn't like the food, but other than that, everything was really nice over there. It was my first time, so it was cool. Yeah, it seemed like you were doing some sightseeing and whatnot. I was trying to get you on the show last week, but then you stayed, like, what, a week after the fight? Uh, yeah, just a few days. We got back on Thursday, right on Halloween, so, yeah, a few days. Do you do that with a lot of your fights? Like, wherever you are, you hang out there a little bit longer? I mean, it's free travel. I wasn't doing that at first, and then after, like, we went to Brazil, I'm like, why am I going to go home right away? I've never been to Brazil. Yeah. So right after, stayed a few days, went to Rio, enjoyed it, and I'm like, shit, I should do this more often because I, I barely travel. I travel when I fight, so yeah. might as well take advantage. Yeah, that's one thing I look back that I wish I did. I was like, oh, I'm going to be here. Like, let me just stay for a week. I mean, it's not like I have to go back and, you know, like. You were kind of just like fight mode, get in, well, get Well, out. the thing is, is like the thought would cross my mind. Like if I lose, I wouldn't be able to enjoy this like little vacation. Yeah, well, I'm sure I lost. And yeah. also like I'm focusing on like winning and whatever. Like I'm not worried about like I don't want to think past the fight really. Yeah. And like you know, yeah. planning to stay a couple extra days is thinking past the fight a little bit. No. Yeah. Like, definitely. what if I can't even fucking walk because my leg's broken? Like, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's how I was thinking at first, and then I was I was like, you know what, just do it. And if it doesn't, like, if I'm not in a good mood, fuck it. Like, I'm just gonna enjoy it for right. the time being. You know, like, time goes by so quickly. You might yeah. as well enjoy it. Like, yeah. Well, you can dwell after. Yeah. Cause I mean, like. For example, like if you and your husband were to go to Singapore and play for the flights, it'd be like, I don't know, like maybe $2,400. But like your flight's already paid for. So now you cut your trip in half because you only pay for one ticket unless you bring him as your corner. <laughs> Does your husband yeah. fight, train or fight at all? He used to actually. When we first started, I started because he used to fight. So I showed up and at his practices, I'm like, man, I really like this. So I started training, and then actually he quit. <laughs> he quit. We got married. He thought we were going to start, you know, like having kids and everything, move on. And I was like, no, I'm not ready yet. And then uh, I got into the and, yeah. So he doesn't do it anymore. He never went pro. I, he never went pro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's his fault I'm doing this. Yeah. When I when – I, that's aggressive. Like, that's, hey, babe, like you, you know, come in and mess around. And that's a great. Like, that's a great story. Not though. only like gets to your level, but just like just makes a, you know, I mean, you know, I got, yeah. I got this. Yeah, yeah, I got this. Wow, I'm gonna go fight in the UFC. But now, even <laughs> um, you were on that one season of Tough, right? Yeah, the uh, the Ultimate Fighter season twenty. Yeah. Yes. The all girls season. Yes, we've talked to a few girls from that season. I, I always said to Menace, I was like, that's how I first like became a big fan of Randa Marcos is you were like the no-nonsense girl in the house. And everyone like not bullied you, but like kind of was like this bitch, you know, like she has an attitude, blah, blah, blah. But you were just there to win. Yeah, it was really weird. Like before I got on that show, I was like, I'm just going to mind my own business. I'm just going to do my – I worked so hard to get here. I got this opportunity. I'm not going to fuck it up. Like I'm going to just mind my own business. And then – you know, like a week into it, everyone hates me. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? Like, I'm just minding my own business. Everyone thinks I'm have, I have an attitude or whatever. I'm like, I'm not even talking to you. Like, yeah. it was just so weird. But you're I a get... girl. You're a girl. There's always like, you drama. Get always drama. With how girls. girls work, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was funny because, like, when we first went in, everyone was so nice to each other. And I was like, man, this is not going to last. It was like three days in and, and then people started – 
picking sides and like yeah. having their little groups and I'm like, oh shit, this is going to get real bad. So yeah, it got pretty bad. So, so Stan, something you may or may not know is being on the ultimate fighter. There's a, I like a magic list that you write down whatever you want. Yes. We talked and about this. 24 hours. It's there. We talked about this. That with girl's Jessica. season had the, like the highest bill. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the heavyweights. Yeah. Or like or I, in front of the heavyweights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You girls are getting like Slopster and Flamignon and stuff of like that, right? Yeah, that was crazy. That was I crazy. Wish I, I wish I thought of that. <laughs> you were like egg whites. Yeah, like brown egg rice, whites, like broccoli. grilled chicken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what were you ordering? What were you throwing on the list? Were you adding to Honestly, the craziest thing I think I ordered was like, Cadbury chocolate. <laughs> I was like, man, I need my chocolate fix. And I was like, the only thing that I ordered that was like anything bad or anything like. Well, not like, bad. We're, we're talking about expensive wise. Expensive, like. Still the, no, still I never, the chocolate. <laughs> never took advantage of it. I think I, I feel like I should have. I don't yeah, think I ever right. took advantage of it. Well, you were just there to fight and mind your business. All the other yeah. guys were like, party, you guys want to get some Don? They were like ordering like expensive liquor and all that, right? What, is that right? I don't know. Ask her. She was there. Yeah. Girls were, were ordering some some crazy things. Like Ugg Boots was on the list every day. <laughs> it was like, I'm pretty sure it was like Ugg Boots, yeah. And were on they, the get, list they were getting Ugg Boots? No, they weren't getting them, but they were asking for them. They were asking for some weird stuff, some girls, and, they, and I was just like, "Man, I want to see if this this comes in. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Like, wow. I don't know, like certain brands, like clothing. Like, why do if you absolutely need them, you don't need that brand. You know, you just ask for underwear. They'll yeah. come in. The the craziest thing we like some of the guys like like I remember Dustin Pegg asked for a green wig because <laughs> one of the opponents on the other team had green hair. Yeah. So it made sense. So, you know, and like, how much a green wig? Five dollars. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I think I think we ordered like a slip and slide. I think that's one of the things we ordered. Did we ordered a few it? games. With the... Yeah, we actually got a slip and slide, but we never used it. Yeah, well, that, that was kind of a waste of money. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, that, they probably were like, oh, this will be good for TV. We would love to get the yeah, slip and slide. Yeah, we'd love yeah. to get. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I thought of these things better. Yeah. You, you would have put it like a bounce house. Yeah. Trampoline. Some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So are you still friends with any of the girls from Tough 20? I don't really talk to any of them. Things got kind of awkward after the show when, like, we started getting, like, matched up against each other. Like, when I fought Ashley and Daly, um, that's when we stopped talking. We had a group chat with Ashley, uh, JoJo, and Alex Chambers. We would always talk, and then once we got matched up, we kind of, like, stopped talking, and then things got awkward, and we just the friendship kind of ended. It's too bad because I, I felt like, you know, they were like, they're really cool people. And I've never had friends that were girls. Like I never do. So it's just like, it was different. Yeah. Well, that's so, even like, the, you had to deal with some mean girls in the house. So that's why I was going to say like, did you girls ever like cool it over? Any of the girls you have problems with and whatnot? Um, I don't have problems with anybody anymore. I mean, she it was, it was really, yeah, well, you know what I yeah, mean. I you know what I mean. Not problems, but the girls like you that you didn't get along with on the show. You know. I think I already settled everything in the cage, <laughs> yeah. and if I ever do have to face them, I hope I face them in the cage, because yeah. um, yeah, that's the best way to deal with it. Yeah, that's the one thing I liked about my season that there were two different weight classes. Yeah. So if you're 145, I didn't really associate with you. You're 35, like, hey, come here, buddy. Well, something we talked to 
Jessica Penny about because she's a friend of the show was maybe one day we would get a couple of the girls and do like a tough 20 reunion. And in my head, I was like, oh, dope, because we'd get random Marcos. But then I remembered, like, no, they really all didn't get along. But, like, if we ever did do that, I would obviously want Randa to come. And Well, on the show? Yeah. Oh. I would figure out how to do a group chat. We talked to Jessica uh, about it. Yeah, she wanted yeah, to get, yeah. like, her, Justine Kitsch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we can, Rose. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we count on you. I don't know, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a tough situation to put me in. I just like maybe we'll do I like to... maybe a one five minute round. Yeah, or we'll be good uh-huh. mediators. Or what we'll do is we'll get all the other girls on. I'm like, all right, now we're bringing on Randa. Bring her on. They're all like, uh oh. <laughs> oh god. I got your back. Yeah, we got your back. We're big fans here at Medicine the Man. We try to keep. We try to make everything light. Like you, you've done interviews and guys and other people doing interviews. They just want to ask like dirty questions like you know they want like the dirt they want you to talk shit or they want to ask like you know just about fighting or like start drama we just want laughs more or less but we don't want people to like fight we want to always turn the negative into a positive here at menace and the man but on the same token we've had people come in and start throwing fucking just getting after we're like all right go ahead <laughs> have we a little bit. A little bit, but then even then, we kind of like... Like Bobby Green was like... Oh, yeah, well, Bobby Green's a special egg. Yeah, yeah. He, was into his own, he was into his own shit that day. Yeah. But So anything on the horizon for you, Rand, or what's next? Nah, it's probably nothing, right? I'm not sure. Uh, when, when, not... When's an ideal time for you to throw down again? I would love to fight in another, like, give me three months. Give me three months and I'm good. I love to fight, like, right away. I don't like waiting too long. I like to fight every three months if they let me, you know, as long as I'm healthy, uh, I don't, I'm not getting any younger and I don't like to take time off to feel like I age when I take time yeah, off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get I like to get right back into it and uh, get ready for the next one. And I'm always improving. So I just, you know, I want to see the improvement. So I like to get in there right away. So now are you a fight fan? Like, do you pay attention to all the fights and whatnot? Yep. I I am, but I'm I don't I don't have time to like you know watch every weekend. Uh, I try to keep up on like social media and stuff as much as I can. Yeah, so I, I'm sure you watch the big cards, like you watch the BMF fight this weekend, and you watch like the numbered pay per views and whatnot. So the next yeah. one, the next one is two forty five. So who do you think wins in um, Colby Covington versus Kamara Usman? Uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I want I want Usman to win. Uh, Kobe, ah, he's got I don't know. He's got a big mouth, and I don't know. He's he's a tough dude though, so I don't know. But I think uh, Usman, he's just like he's on fire. Yeah, they're very similar. They have similar records. Holloway and and Holloway versus Alex Volkanovsky. Who do you have in that one? Uh, Max Holloway for sure. Do you even know Max? I mean, um, Alex that well. The Aussie. Uh, no, no, no. I don't know the Aussie that well, but yeah. I like Max all the way. Yeah, I feel like this is gonna be one of Max's tougher fights. Yeah, I agree. That dude's a beast. Yeah. And then what was the other one? Amanda Nunes versus Jermaine Durandamain. Who do you think wins that one? Amanda Nunes. Yeah. She's a beast. Yeah, I don't think I, a- I don't think anyone's beating her anytime soon. Yeah. No, no, she's she's on fire too. I mean, uh, she, who the hell who who beats uh, Chris Cyborg like that? Yeah, <laughs> that was insane. That was insane. Slept her. Like I don't, yeah. even think, I don't even think I could sleep her. 
in the beginning, that was actually like a running joke that we had for like the first 10 episodes. We would talk to people about like, who do you think would win in a fight? Dennis or Cyborg? And people would be like, oh, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> you know. I don't know if Dennis should even take that one. That's a bad one. But Amanda Nunes now. Yeah, she smoked her. So nah, Amanda Nunes nah, is still now still stays the, that way. Yeah, Amanda Nunes is the female goat now. Yeah. Such like accuracy with her hands, man. That was so beautiful. Yeah. So who's Randa Marcos's favorite fighter? My favorite fighter? Mm-hmm. To watch. Uh, to watch? I'm not sure. Um. Is there someone? Is, is there someone that when they fight, you're like, I gotta see this. I gotta stop everything. And make sure I see this. Wait, this fight is, I, it, is it Dennis Bermudez? <laughs> yes, yes, of course. <laughs> no, I, I love like <laughs> I love like the Diaz brothers, man. When they're fighting, I gotta see those fights. I have to see those fights. Um, does Nick ever get a fucking? Does he squash it and he come back? Nah, I thought he was gonna be in the corner, but he just came out for the weigh-ins. He wasn't in the corner. Yeah. 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 I think he still owes money to the Las Vegas Athletic Commission. And is like refusing to pay it. Like, in my head, it makes sense for the UFC to be like, all right. What do you want? We what? got you. Hey, we'll cover that. Yeah. And they should be, if they want to sell pay-per-views, they should be like, whatever you want. He's definitely going to sell 500,000, maybe a million pay-per-views coming back. He's Because like, now what's going to happen when they actually, like, figure it out? Too much time, like Randa said, has go, gone by, and he won't be the same Nick Diaz. And yeah, won't he's, be. he's getting up there. He's like 35 or 36 now, so. They have, like, a very small window left. Yeah. But, yes, I'm a big Diaz fan here as well. I, I hated to pick against him with Jorge, but I felt like Jorge was just going to do what he did there. You know, I, outstrike him, have a little more power. I, I didn't. You didn't I, I thought, I thought uh, Nick was getting stronger. Or, sorry, Nate was getting stronger. I thought he was getting stronger and strong, And uh, he's like that, right? He takes punishment, he takes punishment, but he ne- doesn't, like, back off. And then he gets stronger and stronger. I was, I was just waiting for it, and then they stopped it. I'm like, oh, damn it. Yes. You know, like, those, those conversation there at the end, and then, you know, the round was over. I was like, yes, yes, he's, he's coming back. But, what we were saying <laughs> before we got you on the horn was we think that the BMF belt, they should take that fight to, like, Singapore or somewhere else and just have the fight be old-school UFC and no time limit and just fight to the finish if that's the bad motherfucker belt, right? Or have, yeah. or have them fight like a uh, pride rules, like 15 minute or 10 minute first round and then two five minute rounds after that. Like they the the rules that they have in play in the United States and they can't change them at all because the athletic commissions, they don't favor the bad motherfucker belt, you know. Like I feel like cuts and the time limit and all that. So like, you know, th- both of those guys don't want a point fight, but they were pretty much point fighting. Yeah, yeah but. It was a great fight, but hopefully, yeah, but yes, big, big Diaz fan here as well. Hopefully, they run it back. And I am a big Random Marcos fan as well. I want to thank you a lot for your time here. If you want, real quick, oh, thank you. Sh- show us your little uh, what would you call that? <laughs> a little makeup room. Yeah, your little glam room. Your little girl. Oh, a glam room. That's what they would oh, call. Oh wow! It's it's not like completely done yet. Hold on. Okay. Usually, we have guests show us their gyms. Because they, we had like Lance Palmer last week show us his gym. So uh, I have like it's still a little section here that I gotta finish wow. up. But oh wow, 
Yeah. <laughs> shoes on shoes on shoes over there. That's a pretty big room. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely his. It was just a- that was his man cave, and you were like, nope, not happening. <laughs> exactly. If you want to catch these hands, <laughs> you little amateur. <laughs> All right, Randa, you're the woman. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the, the laughs, and we'll hopefully get you on the show again soon. For show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. See you, Randa. See you later. Bye. Bye. Stan, who wins in a fist fight, you or her husband? Um, remember that time he tried to get me to fight Felicia Spencer's husband too, and she was like, "I don't know, he's a fighter too." Yeah, Felicia. Yeah, they both probably fuck your ass up. No, I, I'm a live dog in any fight. I'm a big, du- I'm a big dude. What do you fight at? Do you fight at 135? You know? I mean, probably not. Yeah. He's probably like a 45, 55 pounder. Yeah, well, why maybe 70. Why are you always trying to get me to fight? Uh. Our guest husbands, just because I said she was cute. Yep. Hey, what do you want me to say? I'm a fan of hers. Precisely. Yeah. She's a, an, uh, I like her fighting style, too. She's like a, a pit bull oh, when she's no, in Oh, no. She there. bites down, tucks the chin, and fucking... She fights like Dennis Bermudez. Like, she doesn't stop. She doesn't go backward. She just goes forwards. Right. right. Well, I got some lateral movement to me and some... Little... Are you trying to say she got no lateral movement? She's got some lateral movement. I mean... <laughs> yeah, she does, but... Yeah. No, she's a beast. All right, so we'll just do some current events and then get the fuck out of here. We talked about UFC 244 a little bit. What do you think? Um, You didn't watch the Canelo fight. No. All right, well, Canelo beat up. Uh, I saw he, like, finished him, right? Oh, yeah, he fucked him up. What did you think of The Rock coming in and handing out the BMF belt? That was pretty cool. But Nick Diaz had a really good point. Like, if anyone's handing out a bad motherfucker belt. Mike Tyson? Yeah. Yeah. And even the funniest thing was like, like I love The Rock, but they hit The Rock's entrance music, and he walked out like he was walking out with the WWE Championship. Which is, I I think that's cool. It's it was awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, it's the UFC, so it was almost like that weird, like crossover. He, like he thinks that's his fucking belt, you know? Yeah. Like he threw it up like it was the fucking WWE Championship. Yeah. Well, he was just he got back in his character. And then he walked in and handed it to this little skinny Jorge Masvidal that's like half the size of him. Like, no, 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 you'd you'd fuck me up if this shit really happened. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. he would. Yeah. P- puncher's chance for The Rock. And even then. You know what had me like kind of like, really, dude? Is when The Rock was there for the face-off, he looked like nervous, kind of. Like, you know, he was like doing this like. Bro, probably because he picked against Diaz, and Diaz probably fucking side-eyed him. And then the, at the post-fight press conference, Diaz was like, yo, fuck The Rock. <laughs> yeah. Flat out was like, fuck The Rock. He picked sides. That's why Mike Tyson should have been here, a real bad motherfucker. And then one thing that was cool, uh, they had Roberto Duran there, who's one of the greatest boxers of all time. Um, Who, didn't Masvidal, like, point him out at the weigh-ins? Yeah. And then after the fight... That dude took a picture with Diaz. Yeah. Well, at, so he's like. Well, after the fight, he sat with Masvidal as Masvidal was doing his post fight and then immediately walked over to Diaz and was like, yo, can I get a photo with you? Yeah. And con- congrats. That's great badass. fight. I'm a fan. Yeah. Well, even the respect between those two, like no disrespect at all really came from Masvidal or Nate. Right. Like the most disrespectful thing wasn't really disrespectful was just like 
you know, Nate said, oh, I would have came back and won, or I would have did better in the fourth and fifth round, which isn't bad. And then Masvidal just said, you know, I didn't. No, you won't. <laughs> he said, like, I, I wanted to baptize him, and I didn't baptize him, so I want to have a rematch, you know? Right. Like, Nate probably went, like, you ain't baptizing shit. You know, like, yeah. that was the worst thing that was said between right. the two. Other than that, it was nothing but respect. But I wanted, that's what I, something I want to start doing, because I feel like we jump all over with guests. I want to make sure we ask them about big fights. So then we can make, like, a little piece about it when the fight's coming up. But, like, Roger. Usman versus Covington, that fight's going to be fucking good. Like, the beef's real between them. Yeah. Like, at the press conference, you could almost, like, feel. Yeah. Like, Max, Alex, Amanda, and the other girl, they shouldn't even, like, they were just sitting there like, why am I even here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And even that, like, if I would have got the mic to ask a question, I would have been like, why is Jermaine Durandamine getting this fight? You know? Like, I get what's, it. What's the, what's the answer in your head? Because there's no one else. And Amanda Khan has cleaned out the division, and she's running out of challengers. Yeah. But even then, like... So Felicia Spencer was like, I'll fight Cyborg. Even if she has a, is coming off a loss, she was like, I'll fight Cyborg. Give her a fight. This other girl was like, nah, I'll give you guys back the title. Yeah. And I'm not fighting Cyborg. You know? Which was in hand. That's insane. I would have cut her. I would have. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I would have cut her. I would have been and like, like. And since then, she, she is nothing to me. Yeah. Like, like so. Oh, you're not. And the fact that she how she got the belt. She didn't win that fight. Yeah. So, I thought oh Holly my God. Holmes beat I thought her. Holly Holm beat her, and then even she should have she should have had two points deducted. Remember, she like knocked Holly Holm Man, out almost. She's a, a a complete sweetheart. I think she's a very nice woman. I think she's a great fighter. I just thought yeah, like it's nothing personal. Yes. Yeah, it's not. It's about what she chose to do in that situation. Yeah, but this like no, not fighting her. You can have the belt back. Like what? And then Amanda Nunes was like, "Hold my beer." I'm gonna go fuck this bitch up. Real yeah, quick. yeah, yeah. Let me go get get another title quick. Yeah. Oh, so no one wants to fight this bitch? <laughs> Dial my number. Dial my number. <laughs> like if they made a beat, they should just give her. Don't even have her fight. Just give her the BMF belt. And be like, you mm. want to defend this? We already know you're the baddest bitch. It, yeah. The, the B, what is it? I guess the BMF would be like. Yeah. Would you call a girl a motherfucker? Mm. It'd be like the baddest bitch title. The BPT. The BBT. No. Yeah, what would you call that? <laughs> the HBC. The head bitch in charge? Yeah. Okay, okay. HBC title. Yeah. But that's like, so make that belt, Dana, and just put it in the mail with Amanda Nunez's address. Just, <laughs> right. just ship it over because that bitch is bad. Even her, like, like uh, we were talking about how Katzengano is going to go to Bellator. Like, I think that'll be a challenge, or at least he could be a good fight. She could maybe beat Cyborg on the right day. But, like, the the word on the street was, like, Cyborg didn't even want a rematch. Like, she talked like she wanted a rematch, but Dana White was like, we've offered her the rematch. She doesn't want it. Against Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. And then to save face, they say, Cyborg, like, went out in the media and was like, nope, I, I do want the fight. You wouldn't have went to Bellator if you really wanted the fight. Oh, yeah. Like you would have signed with the UFC and that shit would have got done. Because I don't care what you say. I don't think Bellator's paying her more money than the UFC would have. You would have fought Amanda Nunes, probably a main event, and got pay-per-view points. Like, how much money does it change? Like, let's say Bellator's giving her 800000 UFC's giving her a million. Like, it's like... Is that $200,000 at that point, like, that big of a 
I'm trying to like. I mean, yes, obviously, it's a lot of money. It's you know. But when when does like. You know when does. Like, I don't know. What you're only gonna give me? You know, two point three million when I want two point two million. Like where does? I think Amanda Nunes became the boogie woman, and she was like, "Ah, oh, I think I'm good." Yeah. You know, like even that. So they were the co-main event when she first lost to her. I don't think that she got pay-per-view points for that. But I would think the rematch, because Amanda Nunes took out fucking the unbeatable cyborg, they would make that like a main event. No? Maybe. Well, the thing is, so Amanda Nunes is awesome. She does have the, like, gay pride marketing. But, like, uh, she's not, like... Actually, she did do Sports Illustrated, like the na- the nude Ugh. thing. Yeah. But, like, she's not, like, the sexiest woman in the UFC. You know what I mean? Like, they, like, she, you know, Paige Van Zandt has lost, and they're like, yeah, you're still a poster girl, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, they, they're, uh, it seems like they're getting a little sour on her now because on Paige, on Paige, because le- injuries and whatnot, and the layoff, and then uh, she's on her last fight of her contract. She's openly said she's going to fight out her deal and then look for better offers and whatnot. And now, Which, that, I think that's she is who she is today because of them. Like, listen, she fought well, but like she got she got the Sage Northcut fucking bump. Yeah, because she was hot. Yeah. But then even uh, Dana was saying they've offered her Macy Barber twice, and she turned it down twice. Now Macy's come out after this last win has been like, yo, oh, we need to get her on the show. Yeah. Well, you know how that is. I think once you turn, they want people who just say yes. Yes. Like they sit in an office, Dana, Mick Maynard, and Sean Shelby, they have a huge fucking billboard thing with all the matchups. They sit and they think of matchups, and they come up with like, all right, this and this. All right, send it. We just we just worked on this. Send it, and then they go. Oh, you want to fight Macy Barber? Or you want to fight so and so? And it's like no. Like uh, all right, we'll 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 revisit this next Tuesday, I guess. You know. Yeah. Whereas it could have been all right. So we got a good fight for fucking right. Seven weeks, eight weeks from now, they probably get turned off by that. Like one that, million percent. Like yeah. your job is is you know a, a puzzle maker. Yeah. Or you know, and this one piece like won't fit in this spot. Mm-hmm. You're like. Fuck this piece. Well, exactly. Like you, you get a new piece to do that same thing. You fucking. Exactly like you say with the squeaky wheel gets the oil or whatever the expression is. Yeah. They want people where after you fight, like the way Bilal did it. Like, I hope Bilal gets that guy a leisure line. Like, they want you to have a name ready. Yeah. And kind of do their job for yeah. them. Why? Because they have 500 other people to match up. But if you just go, whoever they got for me and they're going to go, all right, let's take his card and let's put it down here because he doesn't know what he wants to do. Right. You know what I mean? And right. then if we offer him a fight. If someone calls him out, he can get put back up here. Yeah. But even if we offer him a fight and he turns it down, we're going to move him down a few more spots. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know they're not big on that once you turn down anything. Right. And then, like, they can use it for their fucking when they make, like, the highlights and they're trying to, you know, promote a fight. Like, yeah. yo, I want, I want you, Conor McGregor. Oh, my God. Like, when I listen... If you're up there, like, I don't know who I want, like... And now he's fighting Conor McGregor! Like, yeah. like... When I listened back to the Michael Chiesa interview, that was such a huge thing. He was saying how Nate Diaz is a fucking genius, 
and he made his career off of, you know, nah, fuck that. Conor McGregor, I'm going to fight Europe, you know, like having a name ready. And then even, I'm sure he made at least a million, hopefully a few million off of this last fight. And he fucking said, you know, Jorge Masvidal had a good ass fight, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Calling a shot. And the UFC is like, we like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. One thing that did bother me, I know we want to be a pro MMA show, but also like pro UFC and on their side, you know, even though they do need to do better things for the fighters. They said, I'm sure Jorge made more than that, but they were putting up a lot of memes lately. Canelo made $35 million. Oh, yeah. You saw that? Masvidal made 500000 Yeah. That his guaranteed purse, like, uh, were, were put out to the athletic he had, Yo, he had that monster slash on him. He had the- Again, I wonder how much that's worth. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the monster slash is worth more than your fight purse. 500000 you think? Could be. Maybe. They're a big company, Monster. But um, I think he's obviously getting pay-per-view points for the fight. So it depends. He's not going to know his total until he's right. till after they get all the buys in and whatnot. But then even – so if UFC is disclosing that he made 500000 I know the discretionary bonuses went down, but I'm sure there's still something for, like, the main event, you know? Yes? No? What do you think? Oh, yeah. Th- no, those guys are – well, I know, like – if you're the main event on like the lowest card that UFC does, it's twenty five grand. Like if you're a fight night main event, that event. they kind of don't win or lose, win or lose, twenty five grand doesn't go to the athletic commission. You just get to cut that check outside the uh, your purse. Yes. Yeah. So main event of a pay per view. Hopefully, hopefully it's something because thirty five. That's it's, a- it's it's indefinitely fifty grand. Mm. Well, like. I would, you know, that's upsetting to see. I think Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal are the same level of athlete or similar, maybe whatever, peg beneath. Um, Jorge has like a million followers now. Nate's got like four million. Canelo's got like five, six million. Yeah. So let's even do the pay scale off that. You know, they're getting fucking a sweet deal. Like, I, I'm pretty sure Canelo's purse, Canelo could be like, Dana. I got this. I'll pay everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even, yeah, something's got to change with that. I wonder how it just happens. Like boxing, they just make more of the, we have to talk to, we have, we're long overdue to get Algeria. We almost need to do like a boxing episode, I feel. Yeah. We have a few boxers ready to come on. And then we reach back out to Algeria, see what he's up for. Because we just want to know what the pay scale is. Like I'm pretty sure it's like 80-20. In boxing or 70-30 in boxing where most of the money goes to the fighters. And then the talks of the UFC are, it's like 15-20% that goes out to the fighters. I remember back in the day it was like 1%. Yeah. Well, that's like they have the antitrust lawsuit and whatnot going on now. And they had, I was reading this thing recently about, they had, um, who's the old matchmaker? Uh, Joe Silva testify. And Joe Silva said, like, there's no real rhyme or there's no method to the madness of how we used to give out bonuses. Like a fight card would happen. Joe Silva would give Lorenzo and Dana a list and say, I think this guy deserves this. This guy deserves this. And they would give discretionary bonuses that way. Now, I know. Who did I fight? I forget who I fought. And the and. Dana White and Lorenzo overturned Joe Silva and Sean Shelby's call to give it to me. Really? I forget what fight. 
And who'd they give it to? You don't remember? They gave it to me. Oh, then they the overturned it. They overturned somebody's original who they was going to get. It. Like, no. Bermudez. Bermudez gets it. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And they called me and told me that. And I was like, oh, man. That's when I was on my little streak. You guys know my name? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's when I was on my little streak there. Yeah. You guys know who I am? Winning streak, that is. Yeah. Crushing it yeah. at the highest level. That's yeah, it's, it's cool that I had, like, a, a bigger win streak than I did losing streak. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and even that, like we were saying earlier, they shouldn't come back to New York or something's got to be done with this judging. Like there were fights that were 30-27 one guy, 30-27 the other yeah. guy. It's like, how is that even possible? It's not. Yeah. Like there's no way that like. The inconsistency is. Yeah. The, well, the, you didn't watch till. Stan, can you do me a favor? What's the favor? How can me and you get into judging? Like what is the protocol? Yeah, I can figure it out. You just have to take a course and start taking courses, and then you go to, like, training, and then you, they want you to probably start at amateur fights, and then you eventually get a pro card. Really? Yeah. Like, I think they want you to start at – I'll get – I can definitely get why you judge. It doesn't. I would love to be a judge. It doesn't pay well. It's part of the problem, too. And I How think, much does it pay? I don't know. I can find it out for you, though. Because if it's in New York and you're going to give me $1,000 – for the night, it's definitely well. Maybe the UFC might be a thousand for a judge, like the New York State Athletic Commission. When they, because I how it would work is pay my travel. Well, how it would work is the sanctioning put body, me up, give me a thousand bucks. So, like when you do an amateur event, like the Triton or the NYFE, they would hire like the WKA or the ISKA. And so what that is is the ISKA would say, "Oh, it's going to be five grand for the event." You know what I mean? And they're going to pay fucking. The officials, they're going to make some money for their logistics and whatnot. The head of the ISK is going to make some money. So when they go to the New York State Athletic Commission, the fucking the head of the New York State Athletic Commission gets some money. The other fucking person gets some money, and then they pay out all the referees. Then they also got to pay the doctor and whatnot. So I'm sure it's a higher number when you're dealing with the UFC, but it's not much from what I've heard. But it might be decent enough if because like the one guy I know well, Tom Sconzo, who runs the ISKA and has a lot of good relationships with people. Um, he does it. You know, like, would you do something if it was just fucking traveling all over the country and it paid nothing? Hang on. I'm saying I'd do New York. I'd be a New York judge, no? Yeah. I think that's what the sport needs eventually, but then that would also come into favoritism, though, too. You know what I mean? I know because I know too many people. Yeah, kind of. No. Would you be able to judge fights unbiasedly? Yeah. All right. Well, like, maybe bro, like like I'm I'm sitting there cornering my guys, and like yo, you're losing. Maybe that would be a part of the training aspect too. They kind of will like program you for that of like all right, even if you know the guy, you got to kind of fucking. I know I've like seen judges like oh shit, dude, what are you doing here? Like I'm judging. They're like get away from me. Yeah. I'm like oh. Okay. Yeah, I've had that many times where it's like, oh, you you started judging again, or oh, you're the fucking judge. Like I remember one time even I saw Shaolin, and Shaolin had just started judging for the New Jersey State Athletic Commission. So I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? He was like, judge. And I was like, wow. Yeah, but he didn't know who the fuck you are. He didn't give a shit. No, he knew who I was. Come yeah, on. but you weren't fighting. Yeah, but I was talking to him, and he was like, oh, so you're saying judges. Judges. I was fighting. Yeah, all right. I saw a judge. Yo, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm a judge. And yeah, like, then he's like, Yo, get out of here. Like, then they almost have to go like, 
Yeah. And that's what it was. Like, oh, yeah. hey, what's up? Because that's like influence. You might have been giving him a check right. or a fucking a bag or something. Yeah. But here, this was the one thing I was telling you before. Uh, so this is a lady who's a ringside physician in the Florida State Athletic Commission. And she said, I know the New York ringside doctor who called the fight last night. His name is Neaton. I've seen the guy at every association of ringside physicians annual meeting. I've attended over the last 12 years. He's, uh, he's always there to learn, keep up to date, and give his own teaching lectures. He's the chief medical officer for the New York State Athletic Commission and was tireless in his work to get the sport of MMA legalized in New York. I was tireless. I was just going to say, so was Menace. He is a professor. I see that dude anywhere. At Cornell, where he did his neurology training and heads up the concussion treatment and research clinic for the university. The guy loves MMA and is a walking encyclopedia of UFC MMA knowledge. And that was basically her saying, like, he does know who Nate Diaz is. Oh, and then she says, he knows who Nate Diaz is and knows his history of and his capabilities, eye injuries, especially laceration of the lids and the area around the eyeball itself are very serious. If Neaton opinioned that it was unsafe for Nate to continue, then it was unsafe for Nate to continue. All right. Riddle me this. President of the United States was there. Does that have any effect on him being like, you know what? No. I think it was – I mean, I wanted the fight to continue too. I think it was a bad cut. Like, I, I don't know how many times that doctor has seen a cut that bad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that – Ready for this? You can have five minutes for, like, your nuts. You can – no. Because, I mean, that's a way to win is by cutting somebody. I was going to say, like, what if they threw, like, one stitch in there? Well, Within e- five minutes. Well, even that, people are like taking away from Masvidal a little bit and saying like, "Oh no, Nate was coming back and blah blah blah." It's like it's still a TKO win, right? Like it wasn't like, like the, I fucked your face up, dog. Yeah, it wasn't like the doctor came in and was like, "I'm gonna fuck this thing up." It was like, "No, Nate beat this guy up pretty good, so I think I gotta stop this fight." Or Jorge beat this guy up a little bit. Yeah, so I gotta stop this shit. Man, just took off my boots. They kind of stink, right? I don't know. I haven't caught in a whiff yet. I'm hoping I didn't. While you were working the pole all day hard today, right? Yep. All right, well. So we'll let you get out of here and let you get some rest. I'm sure tomorrow's another day of uh, strenuous activity. Yeah. So I won't have it, like, Saturday, my my first day off. This coming Saturday, I'll work tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I'll be uh, 12 days straight of work. 12 days straight? Yeah. So. Ooh, you're going hard. Monday to Monday, 7. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 7 plus 4. Oh, it's 11. So now, even one thing we talked about earlier, Adesanya is trying to fight Yoel Romero. Paulo Costa's hurt with a shoulder injury. Who do you think wins that fight? Do you do you buy into Adesanya? You're yeah. an Adesanya yeah. fan? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying like a negative yeah. way. I'm saying like, yeah, you think he's like the guy, right? Yeah. Like, because he was talking today about Jones down the line and then even like... Um, hey, wait, 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 wait. at what weight class? He said if Jones comes down to 185, he'll fight him next fight. But going up to 205, he said he's not doing that till 2021. Adesanya's not going up. Adesanya said he's not going up till Where is the fight against Romero going to be at? 85. He said he wants uh, to clean out 85 first, the way that, like, Jones has cleaned out light heavyweight. 
and go from there. And then even uh, so you didn't see the fight, but again, um, I hope our boy Dom Reyes gets the fight over Corey Anderson. Nothing personal against Corey Anderson. I right. just think Dom has a better resume. Yeah. At two o five, I'd like to see the the stylistic matchup and whatnot. Like we've seen John Jones kind of face a Corey Anderson style before. You know what I mean? Hang on, I'm I'm just thinking about Adesanya versus Yoel. Yes. Like we said, y- Yoel's fucking scary. Like if Yoel grabs him and just throws him down, like he's he's not stopping that. But something that's weird with Yoel, Yoel like doesn't grapple. He like takes you down and kind of lets you up. Yeah, it's just like, hey, I can do this. Yeah, if I want, I can. Well, and or maybe scoring points or just like, yeah, you have to get up to. Or it's I've like, never. I, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen him on top of somebody. Like I've seen him foot sweeps people where he can instantly get on top and fucking. He's been on, but like lately, especially back in the day, he was more of a grappler. He would take guys down and land some ground apart, just even hold. But be on top for like round time, ride time. But now he just like takes him down. He'll almost like let him back up. Yeah. He's crazy. It's that point though. Yeah. But he's fucking even like those fights. Like I love Robert Whitaker, but like those fights could have went either way. And like when I look on MMA decisions dot com where it scores a lot of the media and granted they're not judges. They don't always have like the most fucking intellect in judging a fight either. The same as judges don't. But. Uh, most people thought Yoel won that last fight versus Robert Whitaker. It was a very close fight. Could have won either way. And even the first fight was close, too. Right. But I thought Robert Whitaker won the first fight by a round. And then the second fight, people thought Yoel won it by a round, maybe two rounds. But Adesanya, like, kind of fucked Whitaker up. Destroyed Whitaker. Two so, rounds. So, Yoel he- has a close fight with him. Adesanya fucks him up. Yeah. And Adesanya on paper, Adesanya's undefeated right now, so nobody's the toughest. Figured fight, him out. The toughest fight he had was Kelvin, and that was Kelvin. Like made him backpedal. And I don't know if Kelvin dropped him, but Kelvin made him like stumble at one point, like rocked him. I mean, I I mean, if Yoel could like grapple a little bit with people, at least lay on them and hold them down, I would say Yoel. But the fact that he'll foot sweep him and let him stand right back up to his feet, like. But what? Maybe that would be a fight where he changes his style a little bit and fucking takes him down and tries to hold him down. So, yeah, Robert Whitaker is coming off a loss. He's They're not going to give him another title shot. Only reason, because some, some fighters, they'll be like, nope, immediate title shot. But then sometimes they don't do that. Like Woodley didn't get an immediate title rematch. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well. No. Who, who's my fight after Woodley? Nobody. We've talked about this. Usman was out for a little bit with, I believe, a groin injury or uh, something like that. Right. So he had him. I tell you what. Ready for this? If something happens to Covington, who's filling that spot? It should be Woodley, but it's probably going to be, I would think, Leon Edwards because Leon Edwards has like a. No way. Uh, I'm saying it could be Masvidal. It could be Woodley. Oh, when's the flight again? December 14th. December 14th. Yeah, Masvidal, Masvidal could be ready by then. He but said he has some hand problems, so like, he said he wants a little bit of time off to heal his hand shit. So let's say, or vice versa. Well, no, Kobe, does he still have the intermittent? 
I don't know. Is, it, is his title even – like, does it hold any – is it anything right According now? to the UFC, no, but according to him, him this is his second title defense against <laughs> Kamar Usman. <laughs> like, he said that at the press conference, and I was like, oh, that's, that's a great – that is a great line. He was like, you know, I already beat – I had my first title defense against Robbie Lawler, and I like that guy, and you saw what I did to him. I don't even fucking like this guy, so watch what I do to him. And he was talking about Kamara. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Bro, even their back and forth is funny. Like, I mean, Usman obviously isn't like a comedian like that. Yeah. But his rebuttals are funny because you could see that he's, like, dealing with Colby. It's who's, funny because he'll be like. Psh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could see that he's dealing with, like, a jokester. So he's like, what the fuck did he just. And then at one point, so every time U- Usman started talking, Colby Covington would pick up a book and start reading. And then he'd be like, bro, can you even fucking read? And he was like, I went to D- D1. You went to D2, you scrub. <laughs> you know? Uh, and then Usman was Hang like, on, who went D1? Uh, Colby. Where? Um, Where was he? No, he was a D1 wrestler. No, he... he Oregon I, State. He was a JUCO national champion at the same school as Jones, and then he transferred to Oregon. Uh, which, I, where'd he do there? Um, I think he was a Pac-10 champion. And maybe an All-American. Was he? Yeah. So now he wrestled Chris Wade. He beat Chris Wade in the Juco Nationals. Yeah. But Wade, like, what Wade was fucking wrestling. Heavy, yeah. Yeah, Wade was wrestling at, like, what? what is the 70 weight class? 74. I think it was at 74, yeah. So, yeah, Oregon State. He was a... A state champion in high school. He went to Iowa Central and was the 165 national champion as a true freshman. Oh, so was it at 65 he beat Wade? Maybe. So, yeah, he's a All-American and two-time Pac-10 conference champion. All right. And then even um, I think he had whatever, you know, like John Jones. Like John Jones didn't get a D1 ride because he had problems in high school and fucking probably shitty grades. Yeah. Like, I think Colby had whatever, problems in high school and then shitty grades. And then even I think Colby, similar, like Lance Palmer, it was funny. He said he had a DUI and just, like, got in some trouble. Like, I believe Colby had a DUI in college, too. Mm. And that was part of why he, like, transferred out of Iowa Central. Wild. Yeah. Bro, and then one funny thing like that he was talking about, he was like, John Jones been hitting me up about this dude. Who? Was it Woodley who said it? Someone, Woodley or Usman said, no, uh, was it Woodley? I think Woodley said it. Woodley was like, yo, uh, John Jones was hitting me up about Colby for fucking mad long, saying he's a scumbag. Oh. And that nobody, you know, that he was a piece of shit in college and nobody liked him, so don't get, oh, no, was it Usman? No, no, Masvidal is who said it. Masvidal said he spoke to John Jones, and John Jones was like, watch out for that dude. Oh. Yeah, it was Masvidal who said it. yeah, yeah. So people really hating on Colby. We had even Randa Marcos, not a big Colby fan. I think he's fucking funny. Like, I think even as cringy as it is, I laugh at that. I shit. haven't seen enough of his stuff. It's almost some yeah. of it's so corny that it's funny. But then even like, um, oh, what did he do? At one point, he one left. thing I will give him. He hasn't veered from being the villain. And I love that. Yes. I hate when guys like are dicks or whatever naturally, and people just don't like them because they're a fucking dick. But then they're like, "No, like, come on, man, like, like me, like, come on, like, I like you, like, I like when they're like, boo." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah," 
You know, like. Well, that's what he did at the press conference yeah. when they were booing him awesome. and stuff. And he then was like, even, bro, it's just so funny. Like when they were talking and then at points he was like, Kamara, just shut up. He's like, every time you talk, we're losing pay-per-view sales. Just sit there and shut up. No one wants to hear you. But the New York crowd was very pro Usman. Yeah. Every time Usman went like this, they made noise. Every time Usman, like he started like two or three chants and they chanted for him. And then every time Colby talked, they booed the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. And then Max and Alex just sat there. Alex, I don't even think they asked one question. They didn't speak English. And they didn't have a translator with them. Uh, Alex who? Does he speak English? Alex Boganowski? Yeah. Oh, I thought he's. Sp- oh, I keep. I always think he's a Russian. But the, I don't even no. think they asked him one question. All right. So what else we got? I believe that'll Hang be. Hang on, it. real quick. Who made the the what? Trump? Because uh, I know. I think didn't Masvidal like, like take a stab at Kobe like. You want to fight in front of the president. I'm actually fighting in front of the president. Yeah, like you wanted the fight. You wanted the president to come to your fights. The president's coming to my fight. But even then, like it was a, it's all rhetoric and going back and forth. I believe what Dana White said was that him and Trump have been trying to plan him coming to a live UFC event for a minute, and this was just the one that worked out schedule wise. And then Colby was saying like. Trump made this plan because he thought I was going to be fighting Usman, but Usman didn't take the fight. Oh, and then even that, he was throwing That's mad. That's funny. Yeah, he was throwing mad shade at Usman. He was like, the only reason we didn't fight here is because he has to get the EPO out of his system. Tell him. And he was like, tell him, tell him, uh, Marty, <laughs> tell him. And then that's why Usman came out with his shirt off, like to flex on him. Uh, yeah, it was funny. I could see that it gets to Usman a little bit, or at yeah. least in my t- it seems like it gets to him a little bit. But, like, I got excited as a fight fan for their face-off. Because you yeah. can see. Yeah, it was real. Yeah, it's real. And, like, you know what I hate? Like, look, you're in the top 15 in the world. Every fighter has, like, has that little bit of fear before a fight. Like, that, oh, I don't want to lose this fight. Yeah. But people say, like, they're afraid. Like, Colby wouldn't fight so-and-so because he's afraid. Usman is like Woodley. He never fights because he's afraid. They're not afraid. Who are they saying they're afraid of? Other people, you know what I mean? Like people say, what? people say Usman is now like the new Tyron Woodley. Like remember how Woodley like would go get injured uh, and then not fight for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say like Usman's just trying to hold on to the belt. Yeah. And he's afraid of fighting people. He's yeah. hurt, and shit just hasn't lined up. It, I mean, here's here's two things. One, being a fighter, like I've I've sat with my manager and we've looked at the whole division and we went, all right, we want this fight, this fight, this fight. Like it's almost like. Pick your pick the easiest path to get to the title. Yeah, if we can avoid Jeremy Stevens, we'll avoid that motherfucker. Like you know. Yeah. I remember like the phone call came like ah, uh, Clay Guida. And I was like, and I was like ah, all right. He's like he's like I don't love the fight. He's super tough. He's fucking you know what I mean like, but it's just he's in like there's no going around him. Like we gotta knock. We gotta I'm like all right. You know? Like, they want this fight. Like, the UFC wanted that Yeah, fight. it yeah. was like... And at that point, Clay was like, right. Clay was like the gatekeeper for, like, the top eight. Yeah. Yeah, like, if you yeah. beat Clay, it's like, all right, so he's up yeah. here because yeah. Clay hangs out yeah. down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Every every team, every... I mean, like, will, will I say yes to the whole division? Yes, I would have. But, like, with my manager being my, like, guy leading the way, like, all right, let's try and get this, like, 
Yeah, let's fit, let's do this strategically yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, let's 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 line up certain fights so when we beat this guy, the next guy we want to fight is available when we want to fight again. Well, just like that's what I'm saying, fans say like that dumb shit, like oh he's scared. Like none of these guys are afraid of each other. None of them are like yo. Then let's say you are a little banged up, but the title fight is there. And you think you can win? You take that fucking fight. You win. Lewis coming in here looking sharp. Yeah. Sharp as fuck. Killing the game. You win. And then, like, you fucking... You get all the surgery you need, so you're 100 to defend that title. Yeah. It's like, yo, I need surgery or I'm healing an injury. It's like, nah, you're a pussy and you're afraid of me. Nah. Yeah. Now, also, on the same token, like, I'm getting... Like, probably... They're probably getting the most sponsorship they've ever had because they have the belt. Like, go ahead, milk that shit. Yeah. For sure. You know what I mean? You're, you got the belt. Fucking. Try to get in there when you're as healthy as possible, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't fucking just take a fight just because you got to take a fight. Right. You know? Just because right. UFC's offering you something. Tell them you're not ready because you're actually not ready. Yeah. But even, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, what was I going to say? Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows. Lewis, but. could you get me one of the, more of these things? Can I get one more of these? Yep. Stan needs one, too. Sure. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I thought UFC 244 was amazing. I'm a little worried for Caitlyn going against Valentina. Okay. I want her to win, but obviously that's like the that's like the boogeyman at 125 right now, Valentina. Um, Lyman Good looked amazing. Shane Burgos looked amazing. We're hopefully going to get them on the show. What other title fights are coming up? So like, there's Matt. Well, there's those ones. Max. There is a fight card this weekend. But it's like, oh, oh, hang on. This weekend's Greg Hardy. No, it's Catter. Qatar. Qatar versus uh, Zabit. Yeah, Zabit. I th- like Zabit. They've put on this. They're definitely giving him like the long. The long road to a title. Well, him, too. He's got a, a good manager as far as politics and picking the right fights goes. Uh, Ali's his manager. And Calvin Qatar is highly touted. He's number 11 right now. He's really good. Calvin Qatar. What's the beat? Uh, five. Wow, they got to beat up there now, yeah. Because who does the beat, beat last? Jeremy Stevens? No, who did he beat last? He beat somebody. Uh, not Jeremy. Did he beat that fucking Mexican? I don't think Zabit's lost yet. Oh, no, he did beat Jeremy. Oh, yeah, this fight got canceled, him versus Calvin. Oh. Yeah. So, so yeah. This is the re... His last win was Jeremy. Right. I thought it was. Oh, so even looking at his record, I guess the win over Jeremy could put you at number five, but he hasn't beaten a bigger name yet. Like Jeremy's a big name, but that's his only name win. And I think he beat Jeremy when Jeremy was surging a little bit. Yeah, he did. Uh, well, Jeremy had just lost to Aldo, but I guess. No. A lo- oh, right, 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 right. A loss to Aldo is nothing to hang your head on. Right. He, he's one of the best at featherweight ever. Thank you, Lewis. How was work? Lewis, you want to give a plug right now, dude? <laughs> if you need life insurance for retirement or a retirement plan, you hit up my homie, Lewis Morales. How they how they get get over here real quick. Hop in this have 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 a, a quick seat. 
You get you get a quick plug. Look at this guy. It's my cousin. <laughs> Actually, I thought that was your older brother. Ah, it depends on the day, I guess. Yeah, right? talking now. Here, put these on real quick. Tell people. So, Lewis Morales, you do life insurance, retirement. Pretty much everything from life insurance to retirement planning. Okay. And what's the best way to get in touch with you if someone was trying to plan their future a little bit? Uh, you can go to well, – you can hit me up on Instagram if you want. What's uh, the handle? Luis, uh, Luis Morales NYC. So L-U-I-S-M-O-R-A-L-E-S-N-Y-C. Um, or you can look me up on Instagram. As well, just look for Luis Morales, and you'll find me in there. New York Life. I was gonna say you got yeah, you got to give the details. You're I'm not with, the only. You're I, definitely I, not the only Luis Morales. No, I'm with New York Life. So Luis Morales with New York Life, and you'll see myself on there. I'm out of the Melville office here in Long Island. So people do it. People sign on with you, not only to protect themselves and their and their their families and loved ones if they die, but to cash out when they retire. Exactly. Explain that. Well, and uh, then go. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, there's no one, uh, no one thing, no one product that's best for everybody. So everybody's different depending on your needs. Uh, so basically, I can't go into too much without really knowing what your you needs want. really are. So it's all about your needs, your wants, and also your budget, to be honest. So. Do a little assessment with you, and from there we can take you to the next step. Really, so it's hard to really say until I actually sit down with you, which is free. There's no charge, no fees whatsoever uh, in anything. Uh, so my services are free to you until you get there. So a free consultation. A free consultation, and even when you do decide on a product or whatever it is, you're not paying me. The company pays me. So oh you're yeah. You're just yeah. paying your whatever premium it is. That's it. So, so yeah, go find Lewis Morales, get some information on your life insurance, your retirement plans, and make that shit happen. Yeah, and for some reason you can't figure out how to get a hold of him, you can message me at Menace Bermudez or stand at Menace and the Man Show, and we'll put you in contact. Yep. Well, sounds like a plan. Thank you, brother. P.S. Obviously, Lewis is out here killing the game. <laughs> Look at the suit. He's got the pin. Is that a New York Life pin? That it is. I like that. I like that. That it is. Thank you, brother. I wish we we got to still up some of our technical game, but right now I would play Sharp Dress Man. Ooh. What is that by ZZ Top or whatever that is? I would have played that on your outro. Yeah. So, right. yeah, so if you want to fucking <clears throat> not fuck people want because you died. If you're going to kill yourself, I think you should definitely get life insurance, right? Does it pay out for suicide? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. After two years. So, yeah, this weekend, there's a card in Moscow, Russia. Our girl Jessica Rose Clark is fighting. Oh, man. No wonder she looks super duper lean. Oh, I thought you were going to say She looks jacked. I thought you were going to be like super duper good. I was going to be like, she always looks like that. She looks so jacked right now. Yeah. She's all leaned out. She's, probably, she's about to make 135. She's back up at. So there's going to be a bantamweight fight. Okay. 
Pani Kianzad. She's going to be in some trouble. Rustam Kabilov is fighting some other Russian dude. Okay. So no fights that we really care to pick other than Jessica Rose Clark. They have her really far down on the card, huh? Yeah. I don't know why. That's weird. Well, it's in Moscow, so I'm sure they're trying to build up all these Russian people. But if they want people to watch the fight, or maybe that's even why they put her down. Oh, hot chocolate's back in there. Daniel Roberts is going to be on here. And then the co-main event is Greg Hardy versus... We're obviously going to pick hot chocolate. Yeah. Greg Hardy versus Alexander Kovalev. Who do you think wins that one? I just... I just think... So Derek Lewis said he wants to fight Greg Hardy and he wants Greg Hardy out of the UFC. Wow. Wow. Any... Just because he called out Derek Lewis? I think Lewis? just because he called what? out Greg Lewis and I guess the beef, the, the... the Derek Lewis. We said Greg Lewis. Oh, Derek Lewis, yeah. But probably just wants him out because of the fucking... The stigma that's attached to Greg Hardy. Huh. Um, Listen, man. I love Greg Hardy. I, want, I want him to do very well. Me and him had this, like, bromance the first time we ever fucking met. And, like, it's one of those situations, like, when can you be forgiven for some fucked up shit? Right, so everyone right. makes mistakes. Everyone has some things in their life that Ready they want to be. Ready for this? And Gregor Gillespie told me this. Every – no, I think he's got it tattooed on him. Every uh, saint has a past – and every sinner has a future. Yeah. Or or it's every sinner has a future and every saint has a past. Well, like at what at what point can you redeem yourself from your past? Like you could say sorry a hundred times, but then there's still gonna be people that are like, nah, fuck that guy. When Well, also, right? You could build one thousand bridges. You suck one dick. You're a cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it might be one of those things. This is true. Where like, oh, wow, that's one of the truest things ever. You do something that's wrong one time. I mean, that maybe not wrong to every. I don't know. One hundred percent. You suck one dick, cocksucker for life. Yeah. You could say it was one time. Doesn't matter. He's in that same boat. Yeah. You could say it was one, two times. That's the boat he's in. Like even when he fought in the Barclays, in when you and him met, he got booed fucking heavily. Yeah. I think he, like we said about uh, Kobe, he, like, embraces the heel a little bit. Yes, he, he does. like. But even here, big fucking fight for him. He's fighting. I didn't realize Volkov was that high. Volkov's number seven. Yeah. That's where I, like, because this is his fourth fight in the UFC? Bro, uh, who, Greg Hardy? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, that's a huge leap, bro. Bro, even that one fight, I forget the guy. He he's trained at the Black Zillions. I've seen the dude, um, Rosenstrike, I believe is his name. The guy who just knocked out Orlowski. Yeah. Poof. Poo. What? He touched Orlowski like this. Orlowski went fucking flying. Yeah. He and uh, he has the uh, maybe the fastest knockout in heavyweight history. Like he's got some fucking. He's the big fucking jacked black. Are you dude. saying he trains with Greg? No, he's trained with the Black Zillions before. I've uh, seen him at the Black uh, Zillions. Okay. But um Arlovsky trains with Arlovsky trains with Greg. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, American okay. top team. But like the the black dude, he's now gonna fight Alistar Overeem in December because the guy Walt Harris, who's having the problem yeah. with his daughter missing, had to pull oh, out. Gosh. But the dude Rosenstrike is like he seems like the next coming of Francis Ngannou. Damn. 
like just touches you and you're like, nope. He just it didn't seem like anything hard hit Arlowski, but Arlowski immediately was on the retreat and then he just hit him like in the neck and Arlowski face planted like fucking Damn. Dunzo. No complaints, no nothing. Like, all right, that was a great stoppage. You kinda you saved my life, ref. Damn. He's and I've seen some of his fights, like there's been other people that have taken his shot and kept going, but then the last two guys was the guy who beat Greg Hardy. I forget his name. And then And also like this is a super duper quick turnaround for Greg Hardy. Yeah. Well, he's got a bad taste in his mouth from fucking, uh, you know, Inhalergate, as they call it. Oh, right. Yeah. So, and that's a no contest. So, his last fight, he didn't get a win bonus. They're playing with. But his, it went the decision. Like, I mean, they're playing with his money. I, mean, I guess they didn't. He didn't take any damage, right? Not really. No, he fucking crushed it. So that's the co-main event. I'm gonna go. Gre- I'm actually gonna go Greg Hardy. I think Greg Hardy's gonna land. He's gonna come in with a chip on his shoulder, and I think he's gonna land on Volkov. I just, I think he's too green. You think Volkov out sticks and moves him and outstrikes him? Yeah, he's too green, man. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a better athlete. I think Greg Hardy's indefinitely a better athlete. Yeah. I'm talking about pristine striking and MMA techniques. I think technically Volkov's better. I think like we talked about, I think tonight. Or like on- ready for this? In a cage, I think Volkanov wins. I think in a bar, I think Greg Hardy wins. Yeah. Where like grab something, be a, a damn caveman. I think this is going to be a quick one. I think it's going to end in like the first two minutes. And now he has... On Greg Hardy's side. On Greg Hardy's side. He's only been knocked out twice, Volkov. He's been knocked out by Derek Lewis. And he's been knocked out by Vitaly Minskov. And he's actually one, two, three, four. He's coming off of being knocked out. Yeah, he hasn't fought fought in a minute. He's four and one in the UFC. So this is a huge step up. But I do think Greg Hardy has some skills. I think he's with, like, American Top Team with one of the right gyms. So he could look at that last fight. He gained 15 minutes of solid experience, granted against a short guy, but I think that also threw him off, the fact that he was fighting such a short guy. All right. Let's play a little game. What's the game? Because I got to this. Who wins in a fight, Greg Hardy or Fabricio Verdum? Fabricio. Okay. Uh, who wins in a fight, Stefan Struve or... Hold on, I got to see this real quick. Or Greg Hardy? Uh, Stefan Struve. Okay. We just got to wait for Stan. He's going to go take a fucking piss. He's a big he's a big P-boy. That's Stanley. Um, but like yeah, Stan's going to come back and I'm going to kick everybody out of here. Cuz um I got to take a shower. I got to go sleep and I got to work at I got to wake up at like 5 5:40. I got to go to work. I gotta be at work by seven, but like I'm a good employee. All right, I get there at six thirty. All right, just you know, what if there's an accident on my way to work? Right now I'm late to work, and I'm gonna be like, "Hey guys, there was an accident. That's why I'm late." Well, they might say, "Bullshit, Dennis, you're fired," and I'm not giving anyone any excuses to fire me. All right, so. If you're 15 minutes 
early, you're on time. All right. Who said that? Me. Stan does not live by that rule. Stan's like, oh, I'll be there in ten minutes. Then you don't show up for an hour. No. Stan, that's happened. All right. I'll be there in twenty minutes, and you've showed up an hour. Sometimes I've shown up in ten though. Yeah. I'm a mixed bag, hit or miss. So Greg Hardy versus Volkov. Back to what we were saying. Yeah, Volkov. I think Greg Hardy's green too, but I think also he's skilled and he's fucking hits. Well, super at hard. the weight, at that weight class, the the last guy on the roster could hit anybody we just said and knock him out potentially. Bro, like even a that. chance. So like, um, has Derek Lewis ever been knocked out? Or we already talked about this. Like, I think Greg Lewis might knock Derek Lewis. Greg Hardy might knock Derek Lewis out because they're gonna strike. Like, I feel like the game plan to beat. Greg Hardy is to stick and move. You're a better striker like Fabricio or someone could do or take him to the ground. Like if you can get knocked out and you're going to sit and swing with this yeah, dude. Junior DeSanos TKO'd him. And Mark Hunt. And Sean Jordan. Matt Mitrione. Like I'm not saying anything bad against those guys, but if they're all knocking you out, there's a chance if Greg Hardy connects, you might jelly leg. Yeah, but we talked about this last time Greg Hardy fought. That he's cleaned up his striking so much that, like, he lost that, like, X-Factor wild power swing. Yeah, maybe he goes back to that a little bit. Or also, he got 15 minutes cage experience. You know, that's a big thing. Experience is a motherfucker. So now, for, off that fight, he might make those adjustments. How many fights does Greg Hardy have? I believe six, maybe. Not six? a lot. Yeah, not a lot. Dude, that just... Proves my like again. Love the guy. I think he's a phenomenal athlete. Like when I was six and what's his six and one, uh, five and one with the no contest, and he's got three amateur fights. Five. So what? Eight and one. Yep. With one no contest. Oh. So we'll give him. I'll give him a win in that fight because, like All we right, said, let's that, say the, he's nine. Yeah, let's the say inhaler. He's nine and zero. I don't know how much the inhaler changed it. And then that other fight was when he illegally need the guy. I got disqualified. Alan Crowder. Not, not, no, no, I like. I had four amateur wins, and then seven pro wins before my first loss to Drew Fickett. Heavyweight's a little different, though. You know this. Like you're fighting in a much more skilled weight class. Guys at fifty-five, forty-five. Well, what 70. I'm saying, what I'm saying, is I wasn't. Not alone. Not only was I not on the big screen on the big show, but I wasn't fighting a, a top ten guy with under ten fights. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like you don't even have ten fights, period. I, and you're fighting a top ten guy. Skills wise, Drew Fickett was a top ten guy. Drew Fickett was very oh my skilled. Gosh. Drew Fickett had like personal life problems and yes. shit, and that's what. Yes. That's why he wasn't at the level he should have been at at that point. Right. So, like, the night you fought him was when he started getting it together. Like, the second time around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember even, like, around that time, going back after getting to know you and reading about Drew Figgett at that time because he won the tournament, that was when he was like, nope, I'm going to fuck up, fix my life, and I'm going to win yeah. this tournament yeah, and get back. Like alcohol. We got to get him on the show. Yeah. Isn't he an alliance guy, Drew Figgett? I mean, I don't, even, I don't think he fights anymore. No, I think I'm sure he's retired now. He was older. Yeah. Right. He was a few years older than you back then. I would love to get Drew Pickett on. Yeah, he's probably got some good stories. 
Some good street fighting stories uh, and whatnot. Like drug abuse, the whole nine, alcoholism. And he'll probably talk about it. Fighting fucking crazy horse. I meant uh, felony. Yeah. Like one part, like not that we want to go there, but almost like we want to go there for funny stories. Knocking out Josh Koscheck. Yeah. And choking, no, rocking him and then choking him out. Yeah. He choked him out. He dropped him with a knee and then rear naked choked him. Yeah. That was an amazing fight. Wild. And then, yeah, he always had personal life problems that kind of hampered his performance and ability. But well, all those pioneers at that time, like, yeah, you were crazy. That's why you fought. So because yeah. you were crazy means you probably like partied and did all that. And you know what I mean? And yeah. you're like, oh, I'll fuck him up, too. <laughs> you know? No one was crazier than Crazy Horse, though. Like, or no felony, on. felony. Go, well, I mean, felony probably parties hard. Uh, Lieben. Fucking, I've heard stories about, uh, Phil. Oh, Phil. I mean, all these veteran, all these like veterans that were at the top of the game partied very, very hard. Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell. Like, I mean, all these guys, Tito. I mean, actually, Tito might have been one of the cleaner guys. Yeah, but I'm, I think Tito still drank a lot heavily. Yeah, you know. So, I'd like to hear about it. Tito's long due for an appearance back on the show as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's about to fight a pro wrestler who actually has fought MMA. The guy, um, Alberto Del Rio. You probably don't know him. Never heard of him. He's like a newer wrestler. So, Zabit versus Calvin Qatar. Who you got in that one? Well, real quick, let me official pick. You're going Volkov over Greg Hardy. Yes. All right. I think I'm going to go Greg Hardy. He's going to land that shot. All right, let's hear your... Let's hear your Main event pick. Calvin Qatar versus Zabit. Yep. I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Zabit. I'm even going though, Calvin. You're going Calvin to yep. pull off the upset? Ooh, what's the odds? I'd imagine that they have Zabit a favorite if he's number yeah. five in the rankings. Yeah. Calvin Qatar is currently riding a two-fight winning streak. Four and one in the UFC is one loss of the decision to Renato Moicano. He's got that win over Shane Burgos, who just looked fucking amazing. Man, he beat somebody else, too. That was, I was like, okay. Who was go back to Ricardo Lamas. Yeah, that, I think that's the one where I was like, oh, all right. And he beat Andre Feely. So he's got some good wins. That's where he first came on, on my radar. Andre Feely. It's because I was getting ready to fight, fight Andre Feely, and he had already fought him, I think. No. He, fought, he came in after you, Qatar. I know he came in after me. He came in after I fought Feely. Um, when did you fight Feely? He fought Feely in 2017. Uh, yep, after you fought Feely. Uh, no, so yeah, you fought Feely after him. I'm saying. Yeah. 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 He. That's a, where he was on my radar. Yeah, he's a beast, this dude. I've seen him at the CES fights back in the day. And he's from that area. He's from Massachusetts. Trains at Sidiotong. Or at least used to. I don't know where he still if he still trains there. So you're going Calvin Qatar. Let's get some odds. I like him as a win. I mean, it depends on the odds. Like, the crazier the odds, the more money I throw at it. Like, if it's, like, almost even, all right, 50 bucks. Yeah. But if it's, like, a two-to-one... Maybe I throw a C note out there. Ooh, it is two to one. 
They got Calvin at plus 190, and they got Zabit at minus 270. Well, I'm sending it. Are you? Yep. Let's see. I like to check a few sites. Yeah, they got Zabit at 240, and they got Calvin Guitar at plus 200. So but, 100 to win 200. Yep. Yeah. But even, I mean, Zabit fucking long winning streak. Even if he hasn't fought in a minute. He, Where is the fight? It's in Russia. It's in Russia. So Zabit's going to be on. <sighs> Calvin's probably traveling. I know I saw Jessica Rose Clark. So the fight, Jessica Rose Clark flew out like a week ago. So she flew out a little early, I guess, to get acclimated. Hopefully Calvin does the same for your. Well, what I'm saying is like. Pockets purposes. Uh, it goes to a decision. Yeah. Like. Guess who's winning? Zabit. Yeah, no matter what, I feel. Yeah, and in Russia, it's not going to be the same as America, where maybe they paid the guy off. In Russia, it's going to be like the guy goes. Yeah. You know? No, you announced this guy the winner. That's it. I mean, <sighs> I throw 50 at it? I mean. Just for fun, I guess? I guess. You're probably not even going to watch the fight. But the thing is, like, if I'm risking the, f if I'm risk risking it, the whole risk is like you're going bigger. Yeah. Like a hundred for two hundred, like ah, well, yeah, even see, but fifty dollars for a hundred, like eh. the fight's still a few days away, so the odds may change a little bit if people right. are throwing money at Zabit. If the odds start getting nuts, they probably won't. I think people respect Calvin Guitar. Uh, they're gonna look at Zabit. Hasn't fought in a minute. He's number eleven. In a stacked featherweight division. Featherweight got really stacked. Because I tell you what, I feel like Calvin's a little bit of a dark horse, dude. Oh, 100%. He's big, long-rangey, really good striking. Because I remember watching him fight and being like, man, like, I don't really want to fight that guy. Yeah. He looks like a problem. He's big, long, and he throws hard. But. Oh, because he's, did he, who did he, did he sleep? He slept um, Ricardo, Ricardo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he fucked Ricardo Lamps up. But even that, you know, I think if Dennis Bermudez and Ricardo Lamas fought 10 times, it doesn't go down that same way every time. Oh, no chance. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'll give him, I'll give him. The business. Two. I'll give him two. I'll say I, I beat him eight at 10 times. Yeah. Like, what do you feel like that? Then, night? then. Now I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Now it's like a fucking. I beat him four out of ten times now. <laughs> nah, like, you you got his number, I think. Stylist. Well, yeah, he just got caught with a great shot that night, and then you were like, "Oh shit!" Like, were you rocked from that jab, or it just caught you by surprise? No, I got dropped. And I'm like, "All right, that's what I do. I'm gonna shoot." And he was like, "I was ready for him to clean clean up." Mm -hmm. And he was like, "Nah, perfect shot for a guillotine." I was like, "Oh yeah." Next, totally out because I'm shooting. One of these weird yeah. guillotines, too, with your arm on the other yeah. side. I'm a yeah. baseball slide. It was good. Very yeah. well. well played. We got to get Ricardo Lamas on. We got bro, so many people to reach He'll out. He'll definitely to. come on. So it, before we wrap it up real quick. No. What do you think for Masvidal? Next fight. Should he fight the winner of Woodley? Yes. Or yes. winner one of thousand, Usman Covington? One thousand percent. I mean, if, especially off of the UFC's model of... Hey, who's the who's our who's our who's got the, the most popularity right now? 
Or who's gonna sell the most tickets? Or I mean, honestly, if it's Usman versus Masvidal. Now hang on, hang on. On the same token, like, fuck popularity. Like he fucked up a lot of good people in a row. Who Masvidal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, even that they were talking today about who like t- got till out of the division. Who's the fighter of the year? It's either Masvidal or it's Robert or um Adesanya. Masvidal. Yeah, but I mean, on paper, it might be Adesanya too, though. Adesanya. How? Beat- he beat Anderson Silva. He okay, beat... who's who should have been retired like two years ago. Yeah. Continue. All right, and then he beat fucking Whitaker. Whitaker, and who was the other one he beat? He beat he had another big win. Big. Um, Kelvin. Hang on, his win over Kelvin's a bigger win than over Silva. Yeah, like the Silva's the lowest one, obviously, but he like did smoke Silva. It wasn't like when, you know. DC fought him and he just actually didn't it go to decision. Yeah, but he fucked Silva up and like rocked yeah, Silva. Yeah, I know shit. that. But and yeah, like, Silva's old. I get it. But that, I, listen, I'm not knocking the guy. He's a no. goddamn legend. Yeah, I think. But he's forty something years old in a late twenty man's. I'm going. I think Jorge as well. I'm just making the argument. You know what all I mean? Right, like right. it could be Adesanya or it could be Jorge. I think it's Jorge by an edge, but I think it's Adesanya's not that far behind. I agreed. Think. Agreed. But Whitaker's a big win. Calvin's a big win. And Anderson at any stage of his career is a big win. Yes. And then the flip side of that coin is you baptized fucking two people. In his words, he baptized fucking Ben Askren, set a record for fastest knockout. He baptized Darren Till. Nobody ever put Darren Till out like that. And then he beat. I mean, arguably, he beat Nate Diaz more impressively than Conor McGregor did. Yeah. You know, because Connor fucking barely squeaked out a decision more impressively than a lot of guys have beat him because nobody else, yeah. like, yeah, you know, was shutting him out and just beating him up. I agree. That was like people said the fight was close. I thought it was a one sided fight. So do I. Yeah. No, some people are saying like they think Nate won the third round. I'm like, I don't see that. I thought he won all three rounds very clear. Maybe a 10 8 in the first, maybe a 10 8 in the second. You love giving out eights. I don't. He, no, I don't. He got dropped twice and got fucking outstruck by 15 punches each round, 20 punches each round. Yeah, but does that outstrike somebody? I think outstriking somebody is like 50 punches. Well, that was me just throwing something out. I'm not sure oh. of the actual number. Oh, okay. I could look it up. Why don't you look up your mom's number? Give that to the fans. Oh, I was going to say, I'll just text message it to you. Oh, you would do that? You, know, you could try. Wow. I already told you it's not worth it, though. My dad. Yeah, because then I got to deal with you as my stepson. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no one trying to deal with that headache. Yeah, nobody's trying to do it. 112 to 43 is the number that they're given for strikes landed. Does that sound like a close fight? Nah. 112 who? Uh, Jorge. So oh, what do we got? 35 to 13 in the first round, 39 to 11 in the second round, and then the third round when... They said Nate was coming on. It was 38 to 19. Damn. Yeah, it was a one-sided fucking fight. Yeah. Uh, even in the second round, he fucking dumped him at that one point. Yep. Connelly took his back. Yep. Knocked him down twice. The first round, he knocked him down. The second round, he hit Nate with a good body shot. Nate was like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna drop yeah. down and recover myself. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Wild. So... You think he should fight? I think obviously if Colby wins, he should fight Colby. But I think him and Usman, I don't know how that well that fight sells. 
I don't give a fuck. The dude deserves a damn title. Yes, of course. But I'm saying that's what it is. If UFC is in this for the money, then they're just going to sacrifice Conor McGregor and send him out there to get, I think, fucked up by Jorge. Yeah, but just do I it. mean, I think the UFC knows that's like just do it, UFC. It's it's like all right, just do it, UFC. Because what? What happens, do you mean? It's sacri- it's it's sacrificing Conor, Conor McGregor. Puncher chance. That's it. No, Conor could win that fight. Done. Connor could. Connor loses, done. And oh. I, how Connor would lose, like, he ain't coming back from that. Yeah. But, like, just do it. He know. got slapped, and he's like. Does, uh, I guess Masvidal might. I was going to say, does he sleep him like that? But, yes. yeah, he probably does. That'd be a tough one. He slept Darren Till. Nobody ever seen that. He slept Ben Askren. Like Masvidal said, when he took the year off from fighting, that's when he came into his own. You know what I mean? Huh. Like, because he thought more about, like, why am I having these problems in fighting and whatnot? Now he's like, nah, I'm just going to fucking throw harder, throw more, work harder on my cardio so I can keep up the volume. He did that reality show and didn't fight for a year. And he said when he went away, wherever the reality show was, he would go on, like, he had no phone, no fucking TV, you know, nothing. What reality show? He did some fucking reality show. Like, like Spanish Cuba? He, he did, like, a Spanish reality show. Like, the re- like the like like you know, the Real World Challenge shows? Yeah. He did, like, one of those shows, but a Spanish version. And he basically said, like, that was the time where my brain, the switch flipped. And he said, like, that old game bread, before I left and went there, he's dead. This is a new guy. This, and he says, this is the resurrection. Before him, Masvidal. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, his delivery is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, that's good shit. Like, I'm going to baptize him. Yeah. The resurrection. His hair is long. Like... Oh, and even that, like at the press conference, at the the one I went to, he was like, "That I'm too much man for that dude." Yeah. Conor McGregor broke his phone. A lot, whatever he watched it on, he fucking threw. You know, and was like, "I'm not fucking man enough." Yeah. Fuck you. That boy, he's yeah. too small. He's a midget. I think he knows what he's doing too. Bro, I, that's what I was saying. Uh, when you were getting pizza, that's what I said to Michael Chiesa. I was like, "It was all. It's all a ploy. He's not real. I mean, maybe even if he does really mean it, it's all a ploy to get Conor to take the fight." To get him to call up the UFC and make Uncle Dana go against his work. Because Dana don't want that fight. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, think of the business that does. Connor versus anyone does major business. Now, if they have a dope war, awesome. Yeah. Connor. And loses. Connor's the butt. Like, if it goes down the way I think it's going to go down, Connor McGregor has, he can't be Connor McGregor anymore. But there is a chance that puncher's chance could happen. I mean, if Conor Super McGregor kno- knocks out Masvidal, he becomes Jesus. Well, even that. Or if Masvidal beats Conor McGregor, he goes even up higher. Yeah, so it's yeah, a win-win yeah. for them yeah. both ways. But at the same time... So what do you mean? You're, they're going to sacrifice the star of Conor McGregor for the star of Jorge Masvidal. Right. Or they sacrifice the star of... Masvidal for Conor McGregor. Either way, they're gonna do amazing pay per view buys. Or you keep two guys stars. Or but but if you put those two guys against if you put Masvidal against Usman or Colby, it's not gonna do the same numbers as if you put him against Conor. If you put Nate Diaz right now against anyone else, it's not gonna do the same numbers. I guarantee you, I don't think Masvidal versus Nate did the same numbers that Conor and Nate did. I agree. It's mathematically not possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like the easiest gauge always to use is fucking now in today's world. The easiest gauge to use is Instagram followers. I would think. was Diaz versus Connor. Was, that wasn't a title fight, right? No, just a five round main event guy. I'm just trying to make UFC money and I would love Why? to see. No, I have no dog in the fight. I would. I just think it'd be a great fight. I think. Connor would put up a better fight than people are giving him because so how do you beat same way with like Nate or Jorge we talked about how do you beat them you grind out a 15 minute 25 minute decision if it's possible and you just keep taking them down crotch sniffing as they say you know you just fucking grind them out make it a grappling match and you'll beat them that way how do you beat Connor McGregor the same way right who's beat him on the feet Nate Nate rocked him but then Nate choked him out you know what I mean and then Nobody's his, grinded out Connor yet. No. His other losses are quick submissions. So how do you beat Connor? You take him down. He's live on the feet. So if him and Masvidal are on the feet for 15 minutes or 25 minutes, I think that's a great fight. The fans win. The UFC wins. But then if the UFC loses, they lose one of their stars a little bit. But if Masvidal wins, Masvidal goes from a million followers to fucking 15 million. Same way Khabib 15? did. 15? Khabib went from fucking like 1 million to like 15 million when he fought Connor. Really? Yeah. And now Khabib's a fucking superstar. And now they're dealing with, you know, Connor's bullshit or whatever, like the fucking his personal life shit and the fact that they need so much money to pay him. So what they should do is just use that same business model and keep if Jorge's going to win, keep building names off of Connor. And then when Jorge gets too big and Jorge wants 30 million a fight, they go, "All right, Jorge, We'll throw you one more fight. We're going to throw you this fucking killer. And then we're going to build his name off of that. Yeah. That's the fight business. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a slippery slope. But I think Jorge versus Colby and Usman, yes. But I think right now they have that fight on the table. Conor McGregor versus Jorge Masvidal, and they should just fucking make it. If they're And keep the bad motherfucker butt going. Like, I'm going to post a clip that okay. I— Okay, yeah. Bro, Connor said, he's like, they made that bad motherfucker belt for me, the real bad motherfucker. And, like, I, that's something I, like, thought in my head. Like, they're baiting Connor with this. Huh. Even Dana White said, Connor's not the man anymore. Khabib is. Connor paced, I guarantee you, maybe he did a bump. Maybe he took some fucking proper 12, but he paced around his living room after he heard that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, this motherfucker, I'm not the man. What'd he say? And then he yells in his other room to his wife, like, he said, I'm not the fucking man anymore. You know? Pour another. Yeah. Go down in the cellar and get me another bottle, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but even that, like, total ploy by Masvidal. He's like, that dude ain't man enough. Who are you going to fight? The guy who that called man, you. That man won't sign the paper. That's what, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. He's baiting him out. I think the UFC makes that fight, and they do fucking similar to how Nate versus Connor did the best numbers that they've ever done. Uh. Jorge versus. Now that Jorge has the win over Nate. Jorge versus Connor does the best. Yeah. Or, right. Khabib, Khabib Connor did the I best. Go, I gotta go sleep. Yes, we always ramble. But um, you do. No, you do. No, you do, bitch. No, you do. I don't even like fighting. You don't. So. All right. Well, we'll get back to this shit next episode. We definitely went way longer than we thought. We were like, we'll do one little interview and do like an hour. But uh, what do we do? The two hours. Bullshit. All right. Episode fifty. Four of Menace and the Man. Well, see you later. Were you going for my thing?